Welcome to episode 53 of the current Backloggers. The date is February 10th. I am your host, KCP, along with my good friend and co-host, Cody G. Cody, how's it going today? What the fuck that reminded me of? It's like a... <laughs> it's one of those weird times where you hear something or smell something or see something where you're like... Yeah. Holy it deja smells vu. the biggest one for me with that. Mm-hmm. And it's the worst because you can never explain to somebody, you know that smell? Anything else you've been... You know, it kind of looks like this. It sounds like that, but smell, there's no... Yeah, your voice did that for me. Like, uh, I used to tag along to some livestock auctions as a kid, and you kind of sound like that guy. Next coming up is a 200-pound heifer. <laughs> Big breeding bull. I don't know what I was trying to go for. Well, there's no real goal. My only thing I was trying was something different. I feel like we got the loud, obnoxious one, like wrestling style. Yeah, that's what and I was thought wrestling. Oh, that's what you thought? I thought usually yeah. when I do the other one, that like drags on. No, this one right here. I was kind of like, we used to do a go. My dad used to compete in demolition derbies a lot all over Ohio. It also kind of sounded like heat number three tonight, <laughs> which I sound absolutely so white trash. Like, <laughs> livestock auctions and demolition derbies. I was going to say, every category put me in doesn't really sound like a compliment. I could see that. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that one, though. That was good. Yeah? That was much easier than that. <laughs> I like that was I never heard you make that voice either. That was a new voice for you. It was. I don't I didn't uh don't know if I ever used that one. <laughs> you do it again? Like say something like now it's too Cody. much pressure. See, I was going to do it and I could hear Tommy Pickles coming out in my or Chucky coming out in my voice from Rugrats already. So no, I lost it. Damn. I'll do it again another episode when you're not expecting it though. Okay. I just know when I th start thinking too hard, I'll fuck it up. So what have you been up to, buddy? I know you weren't here last week, so um, you might have been up to some more than usual. Nothing really. No? I wanted to fix some wood floors in my house, but Amazon's been really fucking it up with me. I don't know if it's because of what happened over Twitter uh, with racist Gorilla Glue, but they canceled my order for wood glue. It was on my way to my house, and then uh -huh. like. This is undeliverable. So I'm guessing it busted. And then now it's like, hey, this item sold out. So I'm like, what the fuck happened to Gorilla Glue? I really needed that wood glue. <laughs> I can't help that some idiot put it in her fucking hair. And... God, it sounded so painful, too. She left it in for weeks, and then the uh, hospital tried to put that uh, nail polish remover in it. Yeah, and it just I got saw that. gunky. And uh, now there's lawyers just like, they're ready to cash in because she was an idiot. Um, yeah, I think that's all on you at that point. It was also, they turned it into a race thing, too. Did you see that? Shocking. It was also because it was Gorilla, so it was Whoa. monkeys. <laughs> First of all, Gorilla is an ape, not a monkey. Oh, gotcha. Um, Definitely. Is. But there, uh, I guess there's some similar hair products that are, they use the word Gorilla in it for... Um, I could read you the what the lawyer said on Twitter. I screenshotted it because, like, this is this is nuts. Okay. Uh, let's see if I can find it on here. Oh, yeah, here it is. Uh, this is from Xavier Pope. He's a, a lawyer that is very excited to cash in on it. He's also black, so that's why he's um, the victimization in here. Gorilla glue. Hair is not skin. Because Gorilla glue is like, 
Hey, oh, this the Gorilla Glue's like, hey, we're very sorry to hear about this unfortunate incident that Miss Brown experienced using our spray adhesive on her hair. We were glad to see in a recent video that Miss Brown has received medical treatment. Miss Brown. Uh, <laughs> gorilla Glue, hair is not skin. Your product failed to adequately warn, knowing hair glue in fact exists, and many black women use hair glue as hair adhesive. And for this, your company is liable. You should have given her a sponsorship deal. Sponsorship deal? What, what does that mean? The fucking... What are we going to put Gorilla Glue on her forehead? The fucking NASCAR? She's that dumb, she might do it though, dude. <laughs> you know, that's a good point. Someone brought up... If I did this, I would be so afraid that anyone found out about <laughs> this. I'd feel so stupid. <clears throat> yeah. But she, she put it all up on social media with her scalp bleeding and... Um, he said, but instead you'll be held accountable. What? If I was a judge, be like, you put super glue in your hair? <laughs> yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, uh, so I was, <laughs> this woman's photos, man, I feel, sometimes I feel like this happened on purpose. Um, this one comment on there said, y'all are missing the point. The warning label should have been inclusive. Since now warning labels aren't inclusive. Culturally, we're rotting. Seriously, go study the fall of Rome. We're balls deep into that shit right now, I guess. You guys think I'm fucking with you. Uh, Y'all are missing the point. The warning label should have been more inclusive. The warning label should have been more inclusive. (laughs) Since black women do use glue for hair adhesives, warning labels, just like everything else, needs to acknowledge confusions that may happen to all kinds of people. Yes, she knew it was glue, but the label should have reiterated maybe not for salon use. Sentence. Hair is not skin. If you're dumb enough to put super glue in your fucking hair, I don't think having not for salon use on the packaging would have stopped this idiot. Uh-huh. Uh, then this uh, lawyer, too, he said, a uh, message to me. <laughs> There's a lot of anti-blackness and elitism in the comments. It's a fucking anti-blackness and elitism in the comments. And you know what the comments said? They all probably just said, don't put super glue in your hair, yeah. idiot. But I think they all just want to cash in. Oh, I'm sure. Um, I just saw the photo of your beautiful hair. <laughs> yeah, so that... uh going to put some glue in it. Hell Keep yeah, it man. Um, just work and... Oh, wait till we get to the pickups. Way too much going on there. So that's also what I've been doing. Okay. Yeah, what about you, buddy? Wait, can I guess? Um, I guess you're on Ryan's. uh, He fucking uh, recruited you, huh? What? Recruited me? Working overtime? I was going to guess, yeah. Working overtime. Yeah, because he's uh, talked about how I need to get counseling for it and need help so yeah, i'm I concerned about you, you buddy i was guessing he recruited you by now that's gonna be nice though double or you say quadruple overtime or some double, shit yeah. double so yeah i've been taking a lot more of that they imagine quadruple overtime oh yeah that would, i mean it'd be great but it kind of suck at the same time because like i said i would like to have more of a balance but it's just so hard to pass up that money especially because not always there it's, i know i can't believe they've done it this long so Kind of having to take advantage of it, you know. I'd love to not do that and be able to play more games and watch more shit. But I feel like it's only a matter of time until it goes away. But Might as well get I, it while I can. Yeah. I seem to keep saying that every week, and then they keep offering it. And like, oh, 
All right. Well, I guess I'm here again. So they haven't offered it this week yet, though. Usually I do it by Tuesday. So we'll see. This could finally be the end. You won't have to hear it anymore. Damn. But I'm I getting think... worried about you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, so besides that, not much of anything, actually, besides, well, talk about when we're playing games and what we've been watching and whatnot. But before we get into the normal show, you want to start with a game show? We got two of them this week. Let's do it. Because I was going to make one for you, but uh, Ryan McEmails and James B. both sent in their own for you. So you ready for this? Yeah. This one's from James. He only had six, so there's only six clues here. So um, you can still have two guesses. Okay. That would make it a lot easier. Are you ready for clue number one? Yes. You are stranded in space. Okay. Next clue? Yeah. Okay. You're up against an enemy you can't kill. I think I have a guess, but I don't think it's right. You want to take it? You want to risk it or wait? Yeah, I'll risk it. Yeah? Okay. It's uh, Prey 2016. Meh. Damn, okay. We should get some terrible sound effects for when things are right and wrong in here and when you win it. Yeah. Um, also, sorry, before we go any farther, I can't remember if it was with you or when Ryan was on here, but how do you feel about next time you're on here? We uh, have a phone a friend uh, options for you as well. You yeah. can call somebody. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah? Yeah. I feel like it'd be very funny. It was Ryan because I was like, he joked about it. I was like, you know, I was actually seriously considering that. And he like, yeah, but don't do that because you got to do it so fucking late. They'll be calling, but they're going to be so mad. Like, That's actually why I thought it would be funnier. I thought if we called you and like, put it on speaker right here, the gold would come out of that. Now that we said that you, loud, his phone's going to be a fucking mute for sure. But You know what it would be? What's that? It would ring for like through, probably three or four rings, and then you just hear like shuffling noises, and he'd take 20 seconds to say hello. I don't know. Hey, Ryan, I need a quick question here for you, okay? In case people listen don't know when you recall Ryan when he's half asleep, he, like, whispers. Yeah. He would say the answer, you don't know. Borderlands 3. Ryan, what was that? And then no matter how many times you ask him what, he gets lower. Um, okay, I think we should implement that next week. I think... We should make it drastic like they do on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. You only get one call. If they don't answer, you're screwed. And we can have like a 30 or 60 second timer. I think it'd be funny too to call, hang like, up on them. call a random ass number too. That'd be even better, yeah. <laughs> um, um, so um, um, you're <laughs> stranded in space. <laughs> what? No, that'd be awesome. Um, and then we could tell whoever you're calling not to search it because I would ruin it real fast. Cause I got gotcha. you. But, um, okay, so you guessed one, you're on, um... Question three, I think. Three. Not all enemies are human. So you haven't heard that one, right? No. Okay, I didn't think I said that. So, so not all enemies are human. You're stranded in space. And you're up against an enemy you can't kill. I think a mass effect. Because wasn't the main enemy you couldn't kill them? But he wasn't really stranded in space, though. Uh, keep going. Okay. You have to be smart and crafty to survive. 
Smart and crafty to survive. Stranded space is killing me right now. What the fuck? Is this a game I've played? I don't. I don't think you have played it. I'm not positive though. Fuck, I don't know. What's the next one? This game has a female protagonist. No fucking clue. It's a sequel to a movie. That's the final clue. It's a sequel clue to a movie. Yep. That's the only one I thought maybe if you haven't played it, you go, oh. A sequel a... to a movie? Yep. So I guess you haven't heard this then, because I thought you'd go, oh, shit, shit, I know this. Even if you haven't played the game, but you must not have heard this before. A sequel to a movie? What the fuck? Just tell me. Alien Isolation. Oh, I didn't think about yeah, that. Yeah, they said it's like the uh, true sequel to the Alien movie. Okay. So, that's a full six for me right there, buddy. Boom. You're getting all cocky before I start recording. You really did that to yourself, oh, huh? I did. I did. But we got one from Ryan later, and he has ten guess or ten questions in there for you. Okay. Or ten answers, whatever. But, um, you have anything that from the weeks before that you forgot to talk about? So much. I love you. Is that going to be it every time? Did I really say that multiple times? Yeah, I don't care. Really? <laughs> every week I'm like, oh, it's so original. <laughs> I thought I thought the first time I ever said that just now. <laughs> I swear. Ryan, you love editing. You should, I think Cody's only said it a couple times, but you should go back and make a, a compilation of all the times you said it. I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> I just want you to know I love you. I think it's only been a couple times, though, unfortunately. Otherwise, it would be much funnier. The only thing I forgot was actually last time me and you record was uh, they delayed Golem to 2022 out of 2021, which already, that game didn't seem like the biggest game to begin with as far as uh, what was going to come out of that game. So it's kind of surprising that Ari got delayed to an entire year to next year. It's a small team, right? Yeah. But just didn't look very ambitious even for a small team. So I'm surprised it got delayed like that. But that's the only thing I have, so we can move on to corrections, question, and feedback. No email from Ryan this week, sadly, so no nonsense for you to read. Oh, thank God. <laughs> and then James sent us an email this week, and he said, his question actually was, this week's going to be a simple one, he says. What are your favorite console exclusives? So me and Cody talked before this, and... Next week, Ryan is actually going to be on again. But the week after that, Cody will be on. And, James, I think you'll like this more if you don't let me know. But we're going to do our favorite exclusive from each console we grew up with or currently own and play consistently. I think that's a a very fun way to take your question. And then Cody wasn't here for your question last week. So I'll read that after I share. He has some semi-fake outrage, as he says. I'm kind of annoyed that people expect new things in a Mass Effect remaster. It's a remaster, not a remake. Why would they? Question mark. It's a miracle it got the green light at all. Signed Sasquatch. And then his question from last week when you weren't here, Cody, was, "How's it going, guys?" Good. I know Ryan was. That. You guys were wondering, know if um, if I forget each time or if it's like a gimmick. It's like a 50-50 chance it goes back and <laughs> forth. That's even better. Yeah. it's uh, Sometimes it's like, oh, I'll wait a few seconds. Yeah. Good. So his he said, I thought of this question while watching the live stream, 
during Gears 5 High Busters, they were riding a platform down a river of lava. Mm-hmm. And I thought it looked... I do remember this question. Okay, you do? Mm-hmm. I thought it looked awesome, but would really suck to be there. The question I thought of is, what ga- what worlds would you like to be in, and what worlds would you hate to be in? Um, worlds I'd like to be in? And he told me the way, since you remember it, the way I mm-hmm. took it last time was the correct way. Like, ones that you would just come into real life, not like you'd be stuck in the game like yeah. Ryan thought. Because like I said, after Ryan said that, oh shit, man, that is how he meant it. I did like Ryan's answer, GTA. Um, this is still just like an alternate per- uh, parody. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, I don't know which one I would like to be in, but which one I hate to be in is maybe uh, Mars and Doom. That looks terrible for humans. Uh, the Nether in Minecraft. Okay. Which is basically just hell in Minecraft. I do like being in that, in the game, but I feel like it'd be fucking terrible as a human. Um, or real life. Ones that I like, though, I don't know, man. I feel like most of the video games you play, it's like just absolute hellscape or shit. Or people trying to kill you all the time, so I can't really think of anything positive. Um, maybe the Forza, Forza world, just drive nice cars all the time, beautiful landscapes. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man, places I would like to be. That's, that's the hardest part of this question. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, I know. Let's hear it. The South Park games. <laughs> That'd be so funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That or some, some racing game. Um, I tried to think of a couple more since mine because I didn't think I had the best answers, but I thought they were funny. I think part of the issue is I think some of the coolest things I would want to be in, they'd be very short-lived and they would be not very cool after a while. Like my first thought's Halo, obviously. I thought, Man, imagine seeing these places and being able to fucking murder the elites and grunts. But as cool as that sounds, when you're actually be in that, it'd be fucking terrifying. It'd be cool like, to see the Halo ring. And to see enemies, and then we actually see how fucking vicious they are, and then try and kill you. The fun would go away real fast. Or even like The Walking Dead. I fucking feel like every guy, and some girls, but I feel like it's a very guy-centric thing to dream about just blowing zombie brains up and just killing them in the most creative ways. I think that's why Zombieland was such a hit, because that kind of focused on that and just brought up the most ridiculous things. Because zombie movies are usually somewhat serious. But even that, that would be fun. But then it'd be fucking terrifying. It'd be cool to do that. And they'd be like, shit, there's millions of these things around. The luckily, likely outcome is that I'm going to be one of them soon. So <laughs> I think it'll only be cool for so long. Um, But I don't know. It's hard to say because of those, like the, those things that... The coolest ones, I think, when we could for so long. Um, one that I think would be interesting, similar to those, but I don't think they have as big a fear. I haven't even played the game, but I think over just talking about worlds would be fun to be a part of. Would be No Man's Sky because I feel like you get all that, like the the uh, space travel and traversal and exploring, but there's not much to worry about because there's not many real enemies to kill or anything, and uh, space travel is so safe. I think that would be, because I, as much as I'd be like, man, I'd love to go to the moon one day, I'd be fucking, if I had the option to go there by myself, I'd be like, no, I'm not doing that. 
I know some people are all about that, but I'd be, I gotta be honest with myself, I know I wouldn't. Yeah. I 100% know I wouldn't. Really? No. I think, about, oh, I fucking would. I feel like some people are sincere. I feel like other people really don't think that through. I feel like it's kind of like the, uh, like the, will you do this for a million dollars? Like, oh, of course I would, because of course you, just in theory, going to the moon sounds fun. But are you really thinking that through, how fucking terrifying that would be? And yeah. Just, <laughs> Yeah, it's really. Right, thinking about that, even the space and emptiness. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think you watched those movie, Moving Moon. I feel like that brings out a good side of that, just seeing how fucking depressing that'd be, and how you just go, your sanity would just fall apart. Or uh, I never watched it just because it scares me, but Gravity. Oh yeah. Or even uh, the Christopher Nolan one. Oh yeah, Inception. Yeah. That one. No, not Inception. No. Oh, not Inception. Uh, Insta- yeah, that's why I'm insane. Interstellar. No, that one messed with me the most. Because um, Moon is without spoiling it, I won't say anything like that. But the parts that are scariest um, would be him just, like I said, losing his sanity and seeing like true loneliness. But yeah, Interstellar took it much different ways with like the uh, different time periods and how time would speed up and slow down and really fuck with the real world. Yeah. Which, yeah, that's a whole nother level of fucking scariness. <laughs> but, James, thanks for sending the question. Ryan, thanks for letting your fans down again. If anybody wants to send any corrections, question, or feedback, they can send it to currentbacklawyers at gmail.com. And then, this is where the news is at. We're trying something new this week. Cody, you want to be our newsman? Yeah, let's do it, man. I can uh, start as one while you're pulling it up. It's non-gaming, but probably the biggest news of the week. So you probably know it's going to be about Taylor Swift. Tomorrow morning <laughs> on Good Morning America, Taylor Swift's going to make an announcement. So Whoa. by the time, yeah, by the time you're watching or listening to this, it'll already be made. But you can find it. Cody, what's the announcement going to be? Um, she had a boob job. You think she's going to say that on there? Uh, no, I don't know, man. Uh pregnancy oh, that'd be sad that'd be extra sad um that'd be a fucking cute baby what if though. it's a wedding proposal for you for me uh, I, man that went from terrible to the I, best thing ever i just want to say yeah <laughs> never mind it's bad again casey Pugh. um i'll spend the rest of my life with him casey are you out there i think would you just take off running um you fucking probably trip over your taylor swift table Break my head open, just die there. <laughs> that was the ending. I think I'm hoping it's the next album. I told you, I think there's gonna be three in this set, if you want to call it that. Um, did you fart? You're gonna make that face, yeah. No, I'm just trying to be like, I don't, I think it's gonna be just I've been fighting for minorities or something. No, I think the more likely one is. That she's re-recording all of her old albums since she lost the uh, rights to it. Oh, so I feel she like lost there's the rights to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't hear about that. There was a yeah. uh, the record label she was with um, sold it to somebody else without her signing off because they had the rights to it, and then she tried to buy it back and it wouldn't sell it to her. And uh, there's a whole lot of fucked up shit. I think you would agree with most of her side if you looked it up because all of it just seems. And the guy, his name's Scooter Braun. You might know his name. He's a a producer on um, Dave, actually. But uh, he's big in the music industry and 
or like labels and everything. But even the name's douchey. But yeah, you can find so much shit on him. He just seems like a giant douche. So yeah, she anything she's made from those albums, she hasn't made any money off of her since I think a year and a half now. Damn. And uh, she made a song for AMC, like the channel. Look what you made me do that jam. They wanted to use it as one of their commercials, but he really got the money for it. So she uh, put a fake band together to uh, cover the song for, and they made the song for AMC. I, I'll show you. I think you might like it because it doesn't sound like her at all. But uh, she's been finding work around. It's a so. pretty recent song too. Yeah. The fuck this company just sold her shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can look it up. Like I said, the even fuck? you hating her, I think it'd be hard to. He's so stupid. First of all, to sell her stuff because. Yeah. Really cashing in. Uh-huh. But the guy named Scooter Braun, this is like a 80s <laughs> movie. Like, Scooter Braun, he's fucking driver driving a big red Porsche or something. Um, and then, like, he runs into Taylor Swift. He's like, Sup, Swift. <laughs> What's up, Scooter Braun? Oh, Jesus. She's pissed. It's funny you talked about the boob job because I, uh, I was joking with Danielle. I was like, I think she's going to go on there and announce uh, an OnlyFans. Would she never? That's not gonna happen. Fuck, she'd break that website. That's what I was gonna say. It's kind of. I'm not shocked she hasn't done that, but it's kind of shocking. Like a known celebrity hasn't done that. I know like some streamers and cosplayers and stuff do. Mm-hmm. But I think it's kind of shocking. Like a real celebrity hasn't done it. Well, especially what's name, dude? who's that? That one chick because everyone was pissed that a celebrity was on there. Um, she's like red. Let's look her up. It's gonna bug bug me until I find it. What if she like sits down at Good Morning America? Are you gonna get up and watch it? No, I'll watch. I'm, I'd like to go. Yeah, I'll be there. But I'm just gonna look up what it is when I get when I get up. Um, I think she's gonna have a box with her. Um, there's a YouTube video on all the celebrities on OnlyFans. 18 celebrities with OnlyFans accounts. You get thirst over. I think she's gonna open up a fucking box. And it's gonna be Scooter Braun's head. <laughs> There's blood everywhere. Like, Say hi, Scooter. And she's like, takes his little fucking mouth. And all the, uh. Hi, Taylor. All those over the top cutesy people in Good Morning America. Bella Thorne. Oh, that's why I didn't know. She's pretty much just a fucking OnlyFans person on her own. Uh, Tana Mojo or Mo- Mojang. Uh, Amber Rose. Austin Mahone. Oh, my God. Uh, Tyler Posey, Tyga, <laughs> Cardi B, Aaron Carter. Are these people actually doing nudes too? Because I didn't know that was a thing that people did fully clothed things or lingerie on here. Really? Yeah, I didn't I know, know that thing until recently. So. Aaron Carter's like doing crazy shit. They said there's like, uh, he was doing like his covering, like making acoustic versions of his song. Like strumming on his guitar with his just his dick out. <laughs> uh, these people look idiotic <laughs> on here. There's a guy I never even heard of these people. I think calling these people a celebrity is a bit of a stretch. Uh, this guy was on season ten of Drag Race. <laughs> what a A-lister show. <laughs> yeah, RuPaul. Drag oh, Race. Dra- I took it the other way, like uh, racing cars. <laughs> I didn't know that was the name of that show though. Um, Black China. Ryan Kelly. I don't know any of these people. Oh, Michael B. Jordan's going to have... It's coming soon. Michael B. Jordan. 
That's going to be the biggest he, star on there, Michael B. Jordan. And I feel like some of these are probably just going to be like underwear kind of things. And I feel like that point you're kind of just modeling like you would in Maxim or GQ or whatever the is. This is nice. He's going to use all the proceeds for small businesses to help during COVID. Good small businesses, big dick. That's going to be Fuck yeah, dude. Um, yeah. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? Uh, well, I took us off oh, on a tangent. Yeah, if you want to get the news, it's okay. I was the one that did it. Okay. From IGN, <laughs> HBO's Last of Us show casts Game of Thrones star as Ellie. I meant to look up this uh, Lady Liliana Mormont. Mormont. I'm trying to trying to think how they say the British accent shit. <laughs> the Last of Us TV show coming to HBO has found its Ellie, Bella Ramsey. Which is funny. There's a Ramsey. We don't like Ramsey Ramsey Bolton. We don't like that piece of shit. We don't? Fuck no, dude. You want to hear what he did? I don't like him. It's kind of spoilers. I probably shouldn't say it, but... Oh, it's on that show, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty you can f- hold off, man, I guess. Pretty fucked up what he does. It's also kind of weird. He said Bella after he was talking about Bella. He pissed me off so bad that when it finally like goes towards the other way, like there's some sort of revenge, um, there's a really cool scene of like Jon Snow... Jon Snow and like a giant and one of the the leaders of the wildlings. I that I fucking love that part of the show so much it's been my desktop background for years. Cause I hate that piece of shit. Um but uh so she's best known for playing Lady Liliana. I think it's I don't know how to say her name, but she's part of the House of Moment. And uh Game of Thrones will play the main role in Craig Mason's adaptation. I told her before we filmed this. Great fit. The TV show, she was so badass. Yeah. I was going to ask you because you've watched her more than me. Looking at her picture, I didn't think she aesthetically fit it the best. But I can't really. That photo, too, uh, they're showing, I feel like it's old. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. It didn't look like it was completely off either. It wasn't like it was like some overweight blonde haired girl with completely different colored eyes. It was like similar looking, but. I would never think of her as Ellie if I saw her. But, I mean, I'm sure they can do more stuff with makeup to help with that. And then the acting is obviously a more important part. And you said that you thought it fit it well. Yeah, she's a really good actress from the TV show. Like I told you, most of her family is wiped out. So she's like, that's not really a spoiler. Kind yeah. of happens behind the scenes. <clears throat> no, I got you. But she uh, is in charge of a big army. And they're like... They're following a child, but she's fucking badass. Really liked her. Okay. Uh, so I think and it's then, a good good mix. Yeah, that was uh, somewhat recent news. And then right before we started recording, we got this bit of news going about The Last of Us. Yeah, uh, Pedro Pasco, which he puts his gender pronouns on Twitter, so he's safe from getting canceled. Uh, it's he slash him, in case you didn't fucking know that. Um the star is Joel in The Last of Us, HBO series based on the video game. I think that's a good match. It looks yeah. like him. I think that one, that one I can speak to more because, like I said, with her, I just saw pictures, so I can't really judge anything else. But I think, yeah, he looks a decent amount like him. Again, I'm sure they'll do stuff to help him look more like him. And I think he's a really impressive actor. And I haven't seen him in a ton, but I feel like the stuff I've seen him in, he's acted very different. And I feel like that kind of like gravelly, serious voice and tone they use in The Mandalorian. Take it a little farther than The Last of Us, it'll match it really well. I feel like 
the fact that all these are like official things and it's kind of moving fast is a good sign for the show in general, especially the people they have leading it with the, what's his name? Uh, Craig. Always oh, fucking mess up his last name. Um, you said it's the first one, Craig Manson, I think. Manson, Mason. Yeah, the dude that Mason. did uh, Chernobyl, and then um, Neil Druckmann is. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I, I want to. Neil Druckmann is writing and producing it, and he wrote and directed The Last of Us. So I know people are not high on it, but I think it has one a better chance to be successful. I think even aside from. <clears throat> People like video games, I think it has a chance to be successful being on HBO and being like a gritty, dark kind of show. I feel like those shows gravitate or get an audience, um, a very similar audience to uh, like The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones. I feel like everybody just goes from those kind of shows to the next one. Yeah. So I feel like catch the same audience even if they don't care about games. Zombies. Yeah. Um. And one of the biggest TV castings of the year, the Mandalorian star Pedro Pascal is set to headline The Last of Us. HBO's high-profile series adaptation of the Sony PlayStation franchise from Chernobyl creator Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann. Based on the critically acclaimed video game The Last of Us developed, blah, blah, blah. Did I just read this? Am I reading this again? Oh, I thought I fucked up reading the same thing again. I wasn't. <laughs> I blah, 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 because I thought I was rereading it. But... Oh, you're okay if you don't think so. Uh, developed by Naughty Dog exclusively for the PlayStation platforms, the story takes place 20 years after modern civilization has been destroyed. Joel, a hardened survivor, is hired to smuggle Ellie, a 14-year-old girl, out of an oppressive quarantine zone. That, uh... Oh, sorry, you still going? Um... P- Joel, tormented by past trauma and failure, must track a pandemic ravaged America oh too soon this marks a homecoming for Pascal who became a household name with his role as um oh fuck yeah I forgot he was in Game of Thrones too yeah I'd, since I never watched it I forgot that till I read that article and I was oh yeah I've never seen a picture of Martell, him yeah he fought the mountain oh I didn't know that I'm shaking my head but I just knew he was in the show yeah he uh he taught uh I forgot about that. That's really good chemistry with him and, uh, uh, God, the youngest Stark girl, where he, like, was her Jedi master, taught her how to sword fight. So, yeah, he had really good chemistry with, uh, that sounds terrible, but a little girl in that show. So, I think that could continue over to this show, where he, once again, has a relationship with a little girl. Yeah, it's impossible to talk about without sounding creepy, but no, I think that's vital to The Last of Us. If you play the game without spoiling anything, mm-hmm. um, that's like key to the success is how they play off each other and how um, you figure this out in like the first minute. And I don't think it's a spoiler to begin with, but that's not his daughter he's looking after. Yeah. I see like it even said that in there. So it's kind of like a story of them like trying to become closer together. And then Sansa Stark. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I feel like that's fucking vital to the story. So. That's even more yeah. reason to believe what they're doing is a good thing. Yeah, he was real good about it because he's like trying to teach her how to survive in this crazy new world. Yeah, sounds like you're describing the last of yeah. us. Yeah, so this is gonna be. I think that's a great matchup because he did so well with her. Um, Pascal currently, God, that guy is really killing it. Uh, <laughs> Disney's Plus hugely popular and acclaimed series, The Mandalorian, which recently he had. 
God, you should watch Game of Thrones because it was a really cool moment with him. I forgot all about. I forgot that was him. Um, which originally received Golden Globe nomination for best drama series. I hear he could continue on Star Wars series, where he used sparing, sparingly because of the premise of the character, The Last of Us, has him in first position. Uh, the actor recently became available for the new series, attracting multiple big offers from premium networks and streamers opting to do Last of Us. Oh, he played the villain in Wonder Woman? Yeah. Uh, yeah, a little weird in there, but still a very different aspect, which probably shows versatility. The Narcos and the Kingsman, The Golden Circle, stars currently in production on Dread Abato's the Bubble for Netflix. He's repped by WME, Anonymous Content, and Jackaway Austin Terrarium. Uh, so just goes on to talk about who's directing it. Uh, so that also has some, looks like it has some producer from Game of Thrones as well in Chernobyl. Just say the name, if not. Carolyn Strauss. Oh, okay, yeah. I know, and that's why I was wondering, because I knew there was somebody else I was missing that's a big name. Also, executive producers, along with the Naughty Dog president, Evan Wells, alongside Asad Quizzlebash. Probably better than I got, I don't the know. The fuck, Asad <laughs> Quizzlebash, and Carter Swan of PlayStation Productions. Yeah, I'm excited, man. That's some... Yeah, I hate... That sounds absolutely creepy, but yeah, he <laughs> taught her how to sword fight, how to defend herself, and... Um, she went from being like this super privileged, protected person to being like, yeah, you're on your fucking own now. You gotta learn how to fight. Yeah, so that sounds perfect. Good, yeah, it's a good match. That uh, first article, the reason it's so small is I read it, and it's a good thing I did because you haven't played The Last of Us. They dropped a, a giant spoiler really? in there. I mean, the spoiler, they said it was, um, I feel like the game's been out a long time, and it was like in context of the story. It wasn't like they were trying to spoil it. Like, I read it, and I didn't think twice. And I was like, oh, shit, no, Cody hasn't played it yet, so I removed it. But, yeah, they totally spoiled the first game in it. Uh, from, this is all over social media, from ESPN, NCAA yep. football is returning. After last main college football video game in 2013, the possibility of a game returning had been in limbo. Now it isn't. Daryl Holt, EA Sports Vice President and General Manager, told ESPN the game maker will be returning to the space with EA Sports College Football. What a weird name. Yeah. I don't like that. No, I don't either. Um, as we look for momentum, that's what we're building on in sports. It's all about starts with the pat. It's all oh, it all starts with the passion of our fans and opportunities on what they're interested in. Um there's a visit where I go outside wearing a piece of EA Sports branded apparel and someone doesn't go, hey, when is the college football coming back? I mean, just the, the old copies on eBay. I wonder if they're going to crash. I was thinking about that because I know that's more what you're into. I can see that. Obviously, I'm not an expert in that at all. But I can see that going either way. I can feel like people, well, well, now we're getting new versions. Who the fuck cares? Or people like, man, there's a new version. I could have the last one that came out. To go like with it to collect it, so yeah, that could go either way, really. Or if they don't make a good game, yeah. Or don't let you update rosters. And it's still the last one unless something changes. It's called NCAA as well, so I feel like that'll matter to people. Um. 
So then it says they, uh, to make it happen, EA Sports partnered with collegiate licensing company CLC to make sure it had the FBS schools. Traditions, uniforms, and playbooks. It's weird to think traditions are copyrighted, among other things. Ready to go for the game? Over 100 teams will be in the game. It's crazy to think there's even 100 college football teams. Yeah, there's, I don't know the amount, but I think it's like 160 or something crazy. Wow. Uh, for now, EA Sports is planning to move forward without rosters that include the names, images, or likeness of real college players. That's a smart way of doing it. Yeah, that's, uh, from what I, I don't know, I must have a different memory of these games. I guess that's how they've always done it. Really? I could have sworn that, um, the announcer would, like, say the player's name, because I feel like that would stick in my mind. They're like, number five, throws a D to number ten. I feel like that would be, like, so bland. I could have sworn they said people's names, but everybody I talked to in the podcast I listened to, they said that's how they've always done it. Oh. Well, I know, like, some players would be on the cover, of course. Yeah. Unfortunately, the last NCAA has a Michigan player on the front. Yeah, sadly. Um, what's his name? Uh, Denard Robinson. Yeah, so he's pretty big because Renee always recognizes him. Yeah. Um, did they say anything about basketball? Because I wonder if the basketball games will go up into – or. No, they didn't say anything about that. And um, that stopped before this even happened. Yeah, so that was kind of just uh, stopping because of sales, not because of those, mm-hmm. the issues. Um, let's see. This is for now. Esports is planning to move forward without rosters, blah, 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 the likeness of real college players. Current NCAA prohibits athletes from selling their NLI rights to or while in college. However, those rules are likely to be changed at some point in the coming years by the NCAA. Uh, state legislators, sh- legislatures, or Congress, it is not clear whether the involving rules will allow for that kind of group licensing arrangements that would be needed for EA Sports to negotiate athletes to use their names in the game. Um, let's see. Which I think will not really affect the the value of the last one because it seems like you can people are real anal about having correct rosters and updating stuff yeah this game might not let you do that so this esports still in the very beginning of the process of the game development building out the team and deciding what direction it wants the game to go in conversations about bringing back the game began over a year ago Holt said the combination of momentum and company combined with the technology has uh, net next gen platforms. Is it just going to be on next gen? That's what it sounds like. Which I think makes sense now that uh, we know how far out it sounds like. If it was coming out this year, I think that'd be everywhere would handle it. But that actually, I think it makes sense because by the time it comes out, if it's not coming out for this season, that means we're like a year and a half away at the earliest from getting the first one. And by then, I think. Well, not majority of consoles on the market will be the current gen, but it'll be if you want to get a current gen console, you'll definitely be able to. So I think that's fair to do it that way. I think it's exciting that seeing that they could have that much potential to be able to have like the highest specs and everything to work with. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. You have it on here about the Denard Robertson, mm-hmm. Robinson. Denard Robinson. Um, I think I looked. He just, he's not in the league or anything anymore, right? Oh, no. He is uh, pretty terrible in the NFL. Really? Yeah. That sucks. For him. Fuck Michigan. 
Um, that always makes me so sad for those guys, man. Yeah. Um, I'm looking through here. Uh, I mean, it's all really where we see college football is going. There's a lot of happening, and there's n- a lot of things happening in sports. Uh, EA Sports College Football gives us a name and a brand to kind of work around for some things that might evolve, as well as what we are focusing really on the at the gate, which is really the FBS Division One schools and the road to college football playoffs and college football championships. Is there really 160 Division One teams? Is that what they said, or you yeah, know what? You, what I saying. think so. Wow. Yeah, that's if you play the old NCAA games. You uh, if you went past team, oh shit, where were they again? You just scroll through list and list. The NFL, you just like cycle back through in a few seconds. Yeah, but yeah, they they even had it broken down. You could switch between conferences because there were so many teams that you'd be going through and through. Yeah, uh, my friends played these a lot. Oh yeah, me too. Um, I never really got into them. Um, so I did like this little snippet of history in here. Um. One change from the prior iterations of the game for now will be the name of the game. In previous iterations, the game was from 1997 until 2014. The title NCAA was used along with the along with the year. Before that, it was College Football USA for two years, and the first two years of the game, Bill Walsh College Football. Who the fuck is Bill Walsh? Um, he's a super successful. I'm guessing, well, he had to be a successful in college as well for them to do that, but uh, he went on to coach the uh, 49ers, I think, and win multiple Super Bowls. In the you 90s? Uh, I think it would have been... In their little dynasty they had in the 90s? Yeah, I think he doesn't want to beat the Bengals twice in a row. Yeah. 49ers coach and beat the Bengals two times in a row to win the uh, okay. Super Bowl. Well, the reason to know that is they have an uncle that's crazy into the 49ers is because he was in high school in the 90s, and uh, they were kind of like the, not the Patriots, but they were pretty dominant for, oh, yeah. for a few years. Okay, that makes sense. I um, wonder where he coached college football at. Um, well, it might have been, they might have done it as a legacy thing for a player or coaching because he uh, was a receivers coach at California to start with, defensive back coach at Stanford. And then went to the NFL, went to the CFL, then went back to college to uh, coach at Stanford as a head coach. And the 49ers then back to Stanford to coach a head coach. In golf basketball, he had done just enough in college and was still cheap enough to to buy Yeah, for the games. Okay, next article. From PC Gamer, Gearbox has been bought by Embracer Group in a $1.3 million deal. Um. Sorry, before we go into that, I didn't want to read, make you read the whole thing. I was just going to say a couple things about NCAA. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Go for, go for it, buddy. Um, well, first off, I feel like we talked a little bit, but how do you feel about the whole payment thing for players and the rights and everything? Um, man, I'm pretty capitalistic, and I know how you feel, but, um, man, if they let them use their likeness, let them cash in a li- even a little bit. Some of these guys, like, they don't spend a lot of time in the NFL. Um, I get they're getting a free college degree, but 
if you're talent, if you're talented enough, like, I just wish they would get more, of course. You know, but that's the capitalist in me. I'm like, let them cash in, dude. Let them make some money on their names. Who cares? Um, I don't. I don't think it's if there's NCAA is trying to like protect this, the sanctity of colleges by not turning them into mini NFL teams or something, um, which I understand they get, but I think. You know, if someone in the second or third string is getting a full ride scholarship, I mean, they're really not getting the similar things. Like, they're getting the essentially, they're both getting the same thing. Someone on third string and first string quarterback are technically getting the same thing if they're both full ride. I don't know if a third string would be full ride or not. I doubt it. But you know what I mean. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm just like, bro, I don't, I don't get how this is. Like the NCAA just seems like a bunch of real dumb rules and regulations, and I'm I'm totally against rules and regulations, like more and more, just to the point that it's overbearing and complicated. I think it's stupid. Um, I hate when the government does it, but um, so I still kind of hate it when um, these like shadow corporations that are making a shit ton of money are like, hey, you can't, no, you can't collect money on that. Um, also, I'm like, yeah, let them let them get some money, man. Let them secure secure some money. But then it's, uh, I think, of baseball, where baseball's super. It's, baseball's pretty unregulated, money wise. And I think sometimes it's really ruined it. Like uh, the Yankees come to mind, mm-hmm. insane amount of money. So like these big schools, they could just buy these guys pretty much if they yeah. didn't have those in place I think it's a weird thing but I'm somewhere probably in the middle I was going to say I think I'm somewhere in the middle too which I feel like would be hard to believe because you know my stance and yeah I'm definitely a minority that I don't have an issue with players not getting paid which I think that that's definitely a minority by far but I also if it did happen I wouldn't like stop watching college football and I don't think it's the worst thing ever I just feel there's a few things with it. Yeah, I think even if they were going to pay players, I don't know how any of that would work. I don't know if it would be up to the schools because, like you said, then it's completely unbalanced just immediately. Alabama, Ohio State, all the top teams would have a clear advantage. Um, I mean, they already have advantage now, but they built that, and it's because how they recruit, not because, well, theoretically, not because of what they pay. Um but then if you leave it up to the NCAA and they they do the payments, I don't know how you decide who gets what. The, the quarterbacks automatically get two times as much as a defensive back or if it like makes sense to pay by position. But even then, Justin Fields is going to get or should get way more than a first string at Missouri Southern or whatever you want to say. So how do you do that? I feel like it just all becomes way too confusing. And then if it NCAA does leave it to schools and the money would be coming from the NCAA, I imagine. So they'd give it to the school to divide up. And I feel like you're just creating a whole new situation of them saying the school kept the money or divided it unevenly or gave it to the football program instead of the tennis program. (laughs) Because that's the other thing there's, He'll say, I'll 
college football players should get paid, but then as soon as you do that, it's going to be unfair that every athletics isn't getting paid. See, I don't and, agree with that, though. No? Because I feel like football usually brings enough money that it supports all the other sports. If Since the college is really cashing in on, say, OSU can cash in on football, so that means there can be a tennis team because they can take money that the football made and support all the other sports. No, I don't disagree. I think the people that are so hard the other way that the kids just need their money and they're risking their lives, I think instantly yeah. it would be like, well, then why didn't this person get it? I think it's just a slippery slope. And mm-hmm. I think even then it would be hard just like cut and dry said that college football does in general because it does – probably more than any of them and definitely in Ohio but like if you go somewhere like Kansas or Kentucky then it's definitely reverse where basketball is definitely a driving force and the college is an afterthought or kind of a joke so I feel like it would be hard to just say college football overall because I feel like that is definitely depending on where you are reminds me of the WNBA argument yeah well once tennis starts bringing in hundreds of thousands of people and millions of viewers then we'll start paying yeah. you how capitalism works supply and demand you know so yeah um when fucking chess club starts bringing in a million people on on the internet or on television then yeah we can talk about paying you yeah so i get the argument and like i said i wouldn't stop watching college football and i don't think it's the worst idea i just don't know how it actually work and i also think most of the people not you but most people make this strong argument about how it's um discussing they're doing it and that players deserve to get paid are the same people that say the NFL players are should never get paid this much and all they're doing is playing football but then when it's college football they're risking their lives and anything could happen but then when they get pro they're like well they shouldn't get paid this much they're playing football no they're they're still risking their lives and probably well definitely more so because the speed is so much higher the players are bigger everything's amplified and I do think that um, to getting a full ride and tuition and scholarship is overlooked. I think a lot of people don't even get the chance to go to college because of that. So I feel like you going, well, they get that, but imagine the money they could be making. I feel like that's, uh, I think, overlooking a little bit of what they get, especially because, yeah, majority of players aren't going to make it. And like you said, a third-string quarterback probably, he's not, um, wouldn't get the money that Justin Fields get at first-string playing college football but just fields a player like that is more than likely going to be a multi-millionaire eventually anyways and i feel like that's kind of i feel like that's kind of capitalism in its own way of playing your way into it and becoming successful and getting the money that you earn and almost like paying your dues yeah so i don't know like i said even though i do feel that way and i know i'm in the strong minority on that I also don't think it's just like cut and dry and I don't think there's nothing to do. I think the happy medium would be to not go so far with the rules like you said and to maybe let some of the stuff slide and let them make money off of certain things opposed to just downright paying them. But then again, where do you stop with that? Because you could be like, well, Ohio State can give players fucking endless amounts of stuff or other people can give players that from Ohio because they care about them but in Kansas nobody's going to give their football team anything I mean relative to what 
teams like um, Ohio State and Michigan and Alabama can do. Yeah. So. Um, I think, too, you get a – oh, man. If there's some way to maybe not directly pay them because – I still am an idiot with money, but especially when I was like eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. You had to give some of these kids like millions of dollars. Yeah. Um, it could backfire on a lot of the schools. God damn, I was a fucking idiot, man, with money, and I still am. But um, especially at that age range. I think you also, if they get paid, I think it's even talk, talk about the other sports, just college football. I think. Within five years, you have an argument about, yeah, they're getting paid thousands, but look how much the university is getting. I feel like they're just going to be an endless thing, like CEOs at a top company like Jeff Bezos or something. You have a look at all these fucking factory workers, what they make, and I'm a fucking factory worker myself, but yeah, I'm not doing what Jeff Bezos does, so that makes sense why I'm not getting paid like him, and I don't just automatically get his money because he makes a lot of money. Yeah, it's also not actually liquid yeah. Or whatever that term is for. Like, he doesn't actually have a fucking $100 billion sitting in a bank account. Um, it's like what he's worth. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a complicated thing. But uh, I think supply and demand, if the market says, hey, this football program makes millions of dollars, um, then they should be able to get a part part of that. But, yeah, it's a slippery slope for sure. And a double-edged sword. Yeah. And, unfortunately, all these kids are not coming from good backgrounds either. Oh, yeah, definitely not. Um, Generally. I think a great example of this is uh, Last Chance U. Just a lot of kids that society failed and they have a talent. And I think, too, like a lot of athletes, really good athletes, come from those environments. And a lot of people want to take advantage of it. And even if they don't, yes. And if they don't want to take advantage of it, a lot of kids don't want to help their family because they feel like they never could. But then could also get taken advantage of by trying to help people themselves. Hundred percent. And you see that in Last Chance U. And like they, there's a few kids that go back and visit family, and they're just swarmed with people. The because like, oh my god, he's on Netflix. There's a chance yeah. he'll make the league. Because a lot of these guys were like Division One, like you know, uh, starters. But then because they did something stupid. Yeah, they get surrounded by... You're right. Oh, God. The car dealerships would love them, too. <laughs> they I, would almost need, like, financial advisors to help these kids <coughs> if they did pay them. I think it's... I think we're going to see, eventually, anyways, I think it's a matter of time until something happens with the fight that's going on over it, and it's just getting stronger and stronger. So, I said I'm not going to be dramatic and say I'll never watch it, and that's going to ruin it. I just think there's a lot of potential issues. But I think uh, it's only a matter of time until we figure out if these issues are a thing or not, because I think it's going to happen. Um, as far as the game, because that's obviously the main story here, I couldn't fucking believe this news when I saw it. I know the thing that EA put out said, uh, I think they said you never stop believing, and neither did we. I was like, i got to be honest, I don't know. Maybe other people felt that way. I never stopped hoping, but I was like, I don't fucking think this is going to happen, especially the more it went on. I was like... I thought for a few years, I was like, they're, they're going to figure out all this licensing and stuff, but the more it went on. And then when they figure out, do you remember a couple of years ago, they talked about how everything was uh, figured out in court with the uh, 
all the um, likeness and everything, and yeah. people started reporting this game was coming back. Yeah. So every time I saw one of those, I was like, oh, shit. And then got to the point that I was just seeing like once a month about how it's coming back. So, I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. And it happened with this one at work. Um, I was on my break, and it popped up. And I was like, oh, great, another one of these. But I always click it just the off chance. And it took me to EA's page, and it was verified. I was like, oh, my God, this is real. And I couldn't believe it. Um, I think it's definitely smart, obviously, and I couldn't be more excited. I don't, I'm not a fan of the name. I guess that does show kind of a time and place thing because I literally didn't even know it had another name and it was obviously successful. And, but I think now it's just so ingrained in our mind that that sounds like a bad name. But I think if it was always called EA Sports College Football, who have been just saying it like that, I think all of us just call it NCAA now. So you think of it like that. I don't know if that's tied to the likeness and they're worried about that as well. Maybe it'll change to NCAA by the time this comes out. I can see that happening. I hope it does because I think it's a better name. Um, but I definitely couldn't be more excited for it. I'm bummed that's not coming out this year. I thought that was actually possible. I know these kind of announcements usually things are far away, but I figured most people who worked in NCAA are probably still at EA, just got shuffled around to Madden and other things. And then I don't think it's like a lot of people probably say where you just copy and paste Madden. Well, I know it's not because <laughs> if you play those games, they play very differently. And that's one thing I hope they said that they're trying to figure out how to what direction to go with this game. It'd be cool if they take full advantage of the hardware and be able to get the, all the crazy specs out of it. Mm -hmm. But I hope they don't make it like Madden, and I'm not a Madden hater. I just that's what made it cool. It was always play very different. Madden was more of a simulation, and NCAA was very arcadian, pick up and play. Madden's kind of become more arcadian. I think it's because NCAA was gone. I hope they knew what they have with that and that they try and keep them separated. Um, I have a lot to say about this. I'm sorry. No, you're I'm very fine, excited. Um, I figured. Yeah, because I couldn't believe when I saw it. And uh, I think we see what we see every time something by EA is announced that everybody freaks out and gets so excited, <laughs> which is so ironic because they're always both the worst company in America and all these people are excited fucking hate on everything. I can't tell you how many people I saw be like, oh, now I don't have to buy fucking shitty Madden every year. Like, you are buying Madden. That's on you. I love Madden. I love sports games. I buy them every few years because, yeah, you know that that's what they are. You have, they have, I don't know if you ever looked into it, they actually developed the game for like six months by the time they actually end up being able to start development because they have to get everything lined up on the last one, updates and everything. So they have like six months of development. So they kind of just had to pick that's why sometimes things literally just come and go because all right, let's throw this feature in this time. And so I think it's kind of annoying. I'm excited, but I think it's kind of annoying how people handle these things and that EA is so terrible. And then EA makes an announcement and goes, Oh God, they saved us. And now I can stop getting this shitty thing. I feel like people need to learn how to balance things a little better. Yeah. Um, Blake Griffin was the last NCAA football co or basketball cover. How was he? Yeah, 10 years ago. That's the other crazy thing about this, to think how long ago this was. I was uh, 22 when the last one came out. So think about somebody that's 20 now. The last NCAA boy came out when they were 12. That's just wow. That's fucking bonkers, and there's a good chance they didn't play it. 
I think this is different than a lot of games re, uh, reviving because NCAA football in real life is so relevant. But even if you had no clue the game was a thing, I think you'd just be excited. Like, oh, college football has a game? But it's weird to process that a lot of people by the time this come out, well, by the time this comes out especially because it's not this year and maybe not even next year, it could be more than a decade without them ever seeing an NCAA game, potentially never seeing it. Depending on when it came out, it would have been 19 or 20. Depending on what month it came out. Yeah, that's weird to think about. Yeah. <laughs> um, damn. Like I said, it's even weirder to think about people that are younger. Like, think about people that are like 20 or something. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm like, oh shit, they might not even fucking know that this was a game. Which might sound like a joke and like an old man kind of thing to say, but I think it's very reasonable for. I'm sure there's 12 year olds playing, but I think it's very reasonable. I think a lot of 12 year olds weren't playing in Civil A, and that's assuming they were there for the last year. If they're going back farther than they're even younger, obviously. So it was 2013, right? Yeah, and then, um, well, 14 is the last one, right? Yeah, so 13, and then they usually come out, I think, in like August, if I. June, no, July, because the season usually starts in August. Okay, so, I was getting ready to turn 20. Yeah, that's why I had to figure out if I was 23 or 22, but based on when the game came out. Um, yeah, that's weird to think about, man. Yeah. Um. Oh, I looked it up, by the way. There's 130 teams, so I was off. And if they've already got 100, that means they're almost got all the teams, which is pretty impressive. And yeah. I imagine they, the more they build on this, the more they'll be able to recruit other schools in and also unless you're a fan of one of those teams i don't think anybody would notice if 30 teams was missing because i'm sure it's like the bottom rung teams if they're not in on it by now which would suck if you're a fan of there if you go there to go oh man but besides that i don't think it really matters if you're missing those teams um but yeah i'm super excited like i said the only real concerns i have is if they are smart and keep what made NCAA so good and different than Madden. The name is a bummer, but I don't think really a game changer. And then I think if they could get the stuff with the likeness figured out, no matter our views on how to handle it, if they could actually have the player, I think obviously they could have the player's names, the uh, re- and the announcers being able to say the names, everything looking right. Because I know there's always generic pictures for sure. They never actually looked like them. It's just generic black or white guy. So that was always a little awkward. I know that was always there. So maybe the names really weren't there. But I think that it'd be hard to argue no matter how you feel about the payments that that wouldn't um, make the game better by having the likeness in full as far as the names and be able to have their pictures and everything. I think that obviously by default makes the game better. So hopefully since there's a ways out and it sounds like there was a lot going on legally, maybe the eye should be figured out and they'll have a full likeness by then but we'll see hopefully they don't cancel it man oh, <laughs> something weird happens they yeah cancel it. oh sorry there was one more thing i really yeah. wish i'm kind of shocked that they didn't save this for some kind of uh, press conference even if it wasn't ea oh, yeah. i mean e3 not ea which i e3 would have been the coolest because every year people are like are they gonna bring it back and oh they didn't and there's rumors and Something like this, I don't know why they didn't hold out. It didn't seem like anything was leaking. There was no real information about it. I'm surprised they didn't hold out at least to like an EA press conference. One more thing. 
especially because they didn't have much detail. They could have just literally thrown out the logo and let people go crazy. And if that was during E3, that would have been so fucking crazy. I think even a lot of people in our friend group um, would recognize how nuts that was even if they don't care about football. Just because everybody knows how long it's been gone, how big of a deal it is. Yeah. But that's it. I know I rambled enough. Oh, you're good, buddy. Um, next article is from PC Gamer. Gearbox has been bought by Embracer Group in a $1.3 billion deal. Which, by the way, I looked up this group. Thank God they're not Chinese investors. They're like Swedish. Is that where they're from? <clears throat> I'll look it up before I get too crazy. But yes, thank God. I'm sure Tencent would have loved to have grabbed them. Uh, Embracer Group. Um, Karlstad. Um, established under the name Nordic Games. Um, game outlet Europe. There's some. Well, this is a weird company. Um, do, 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 do. God damn. Yeah, I didn't know TH, THQ Nordic is this nuts. So their parent is Game Outlet Europe, Nordic Games Group, and then they became. THQ Nordic, like we know today, with all their. Uh, but it looks like they took on this like Embracer Group thing. Karlstad, where is that? Is that German? Sounds like it would be, but I actually know. Sweden. Oh. Is that what I said? Sweden? Yeah. Swedish? I thought so. <coughs> um, I'm not shocked by this, though. No. There's been some flops and weird shit happening to them with their. Um, uh, Randy Pitchford always seems to be doing something weird over there. Doing some sort of a PR fuck-up. Um, Gearbox Entertainment has been snapped up by... Oh, Swedish, if I just kept fucking uh, reading. I didn't remember it was in the article. Um, formerly THQ Nordic for a tidy $1.3 billion. But it doesn't tense it own part of THQ Nordic? Not sure. I wouldn't be shocked because it seems like they have fuck, part of everything. I, I forgot all about that. Tencent, THQ Nordic. I guarantee you, they have to. <laughs> They've got their little fucking hands in there. <laughs> um, let's see. Someone's complaining on Twitter. Everyone talking about how Tencent... Oh, look at your profile pic, bro. I know who you work for. Uh, Tencent is buying every game company. Meanwhile, Embracer Group, THQ Nordic had, out here acquiring 18 game companies over the past four years. I, f I felt like they would. I felt like it was more than that. <laughs> you know. Well, I think a lot of the announcements that people talked about were um, IPs that they're acquiring, though, mm. like buying the rights to names. I gotcha. And I remember this might even been our old podcast. I don't know. Was Colin's podcast going then? I remember we might talk off podcast. Because this was like a running joke on Colin's podcast. He was always hating on THQ. I remember me and you saying how cool this was and we thought it was awesome. And it was weird that they were acquiring all this stuff and how is it going to work. Yeah. But I remember me and you both going, this is fucking awesome. This seems like this could be potential to be like the next big thing or at least like um, the middle ground games that never come out anymore. And uh, I think Colin said on the newest podcast that, yeah, they're the, they own the most uh, studios and game companies. How many? Company in uh, gaming right now. Jeez, man. Um, 
The company announced it had 118, <laughs> 118 games in development. Though that figure has likely skyrocketed since. The biggest game in its slate right now is Biomutant. Uh, Gearbox has been sitting comfortably since launching Borderlands 3 last year. Uh, with the Eli Roth Borderlands movie recently picking up comedian Kevin Hart. Still odd to say. Did Weird. you see they uh, also casted... Um, fucking... Uh, what's her name? Jamie Lee Curtis in the movie. Really? I can't remember what character she's playing. And then I forgot to say it. Uh, she was already casted. Um, the girl from Lord of the Rings, Kate Fletchin, is that Blanchett? Oh, right. Yeah, she was in it as well. So they're always getting big names. I, they all sound kind of weird for a Borderlands movie, but hopefully the fact that it can acquire big names means it has potential maybe. Uh, yeah, I hope so. Um as the proud publisher of Borderlands franchise, we're happy for our partners at Gearbox, and this is exciting news, talking about 2K. The merger does not change 2K's relationship with Gearbox, nor our role as publisher for Borderlands IP. Mm, so it looks like 2K is not... Surprised 2K didn't try to buy them. Yeah, me too, and it's weird because, yeah, EA... I'm not EA, Jesus, it's stuck on my mind now. <laughs> 2K, I guess it, they're still going to make the Borderlands games with Gearbox, which is weird. They're owned by another company. I would assume that would all transfer over. Or they would have bought the Borderlands rights. Yeah. Uh, which, I honestly, I feel like, by far, there's nothing even comes close. That is equivalent to Borderlands. I feel like Gearbox is Borderlands. You mean, like, for games they have? Yeah. Yeah, I think namesake definitely uh, Duke Nukem, and true. I don't know if they own Alien. They seem to make all the games now. Yeah, Sega. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Sega Alien would definitely be a bigger name as far as property, but uh, Borderlands definitely more successful and relevant than Duke Nukem. I just feel like in game history, Duke Nukem is definitely bigger. Um. Wasn't uh, Battleborn? <laughs> Battleborn. What a that was probably the first first little chink in their armor. That's racist to say now. Oh, that's true. Especially because we're just talking about Tencent. <laughs> uh, from Engadget, Sony has already sold more than 4.5 million PS5s. <laughs> Make sure we're still recording. Yeah. Uh, Sony never seemed to have enough PlayStation 5 stock since it launched. Yeah, no kidding, man. <laughs> this is like getting to like the Wii levels of shit not uh, being in stock. That lasted like a year and a half, though, didn't it? Was it a year and a half? I think so. So it sounds bad, dramatic. but like I said, I thought they would start being on shelves by like, the end of March. It doesn't seem like that's going to be the case, but it does seem like... Even though they're selling out right away, I feel like almost every day now I see companies posting how to have them for sale. I feel like there's like a month where there's just nothing. There's just no chance to get one. So I feel like maybe it's starting to trend to becoming a normal thing, hopefully. Holy cow, man. Um, managed to sell 4.5 million of the consoles in 2020, matching PS4 sales during console's 2013 launch quarter. Combined with sales of 1.4 million PS4 units, Sony's gaming business is, has a fiscal quarter in the history with 183 
billion yen, $8.4 billion, up 40% in the previous year, or 2019. Profits were also up 50% to 80.2 billion yen due to increased game sales. Oh, man, they're just... Jeez, they're just killing it over there. <laughs> I, would, I wish I wish Microsoft released more of this information. You know, like yeah, consoles. I know Colin was talking about that on his podcast, and he said that that must not be good news that they're not talking about it. But I don't see that can be bad news because they're sold out too. So I don't, can't imagine they're not doing well. Yeah, granted the 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 Facebook Marketplace, the the what is that called? The street prices have are huge. Like you could probably pick up an Xbox on Marketplace for seven, six hundred, seven hundred dollars. Whereas PS fives, I swear, are always over a grand. Hmm. So I think that says a lot. But yeah, you're right. This Xbox has been sold out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I kind of worry about PlayStation though, because or Sony in general, because it seems like all their eggs are in a basket now. Whereas it used to be a pretty dominant company. Yeah. In all facets of electronics. Um, Nintendo reportedly canceled a Zelda Netflix series after it leaked. Uh, which makes no sense. It's a live action. It's funny IGN's reporting on this. <laughs> I remember they got me with that. Uh, me too. Except because it looked like it could be good. So. Yeah, it looks so real. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I think it's... Uh, Right about, right about the time I started looking at IGN. Oh, right. Paying attention to it, too. Yeah, so there was like... Yeah. I, there was no reason not to. Uh, as reported by Eurogamer US comedian Adam Canaver, where a secret Star Fox claymation project around the same time. Wow, claymation would look beautiful with Star Fox. And that's part of why I think this is true, because they were doing all that weird claymation shit during E3. They had some Star Fox ones. That they showed. Wasn't that and puppets? It, well, yeah, theirs was puppets, I guess. But that wasn't all the Reggie stuff, wasn't that? Claymation or is that puppets? I feel like it was puppets. Yeah, it was. But yeah, I feel like that looks so beautiful and clear. Yeah. Like real solid claymation. Mm-hmm. Um, suddenly the reports Netflix wasn't going to do Legend of Zelda anymore. Uh, he recently recalled speaking on uh, Surf Times podcast. I was like, what happened? And then... I heard from a boss we weren't doing our Star Fox anymore. I was like, what happened? And he was like, someone at Netflix leaked the Legend of Zelda thing. They weren't supposed to talk about it. Nintendo freaked out, and they pulled the plug and everything. The entire program adapted these things. And what happened? No, I'm just kidding. He didn't say it anymore. Uh, News of the prospective live-action Legend of Zelda series with Netflix headlines back in 2015. When a person familiar with the matter reportedly told Wall Street Journal that the streamer had described the upcoming show as a Game of Thrones for a family audience. Dude, Game of Thrones is very family oriented. <laughs> um, was that the end of that? Yeah. Okay, I thought so. Um, yeah, that sounds like a very Nintendo kind of thing. Wait, they figured out about it? Cancel yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Just seems so Japanese. Like, well, if people know about it, it's ruined now. Yeah. But I think people would have still been just as exciting if they did it right. could have been a hit. Um, it would have been a massive hit. Yeah. 
especially because again kind of talk about the last of us you get a whole audience of people just like the nerdy like fantasy shit you know and Zelda is obviously a bigger property than the last of us um talk about the playstation thing before that i can't believe they sold that many articles that many uh consoles every time who are consoles are dead and this generation i didn't think they're dead but i also uh, this might be the beginning of the end and the fucking fact that they're just selling as many as ps4 already i'm like oh my god especially with the supply constraints that are happening right now yeah i feel like since i don't know for the last decade i've been hearing yeah then every like PC gamer is like, dude, I don't even know why you mess with these consoles. Uh-huh. I'm over here in, in heaven. Updating my drivers and buying new parts every two seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like all of it, man. Oh, me too. I already use my PC for this right now. It's so nice, too. Just turn on a console and just have yeah. the UI and everything set up like it's supposed to be. I don't know if you saw, I mean, talk about the Borderlands there, but they put Tales from the Borderlands back on the storefronts online. Like on the, because uh, it was off the Xbox and PlayStation stores because it was Telltale's game. Oh, nice. And all of them went off, so I can't remember what they call a new company that Telltale revived, but I think it's a good sign that old stuff's coming back. Um, I'm glad you brought this up because I was watching a YouTube video of a guy going back and trying Anthem recently. Okay. From Gamerant, EA deciding whether to continue or cancel Anthem 2.0. I think you should just cancel and cut your losses at this point. Uh, it's no secret that Anthem had a rough launch, practically becoming the poster child for a failed game launch. Quickly became one of the most panned Bioware games in the company's history, second only to the mobile game. Shortly after release, it was revealed that a lot about Anthem was really put together until its E3 2017 trailer, which was largely faked. That was a cool kick-ass trailer, though. <laughs> Development Anthem didn't really begin until the last 18 months before the launch. Damn. With large portions of the uh, game being rushed. The plan since then, it seems, was to attempt to turn the game around by rebooting it, which would have been called Anthem Next or Anthem 2.0. Whether, however, uh, development on that has only been worked on by a 30-man team in recent... Oh, that's so... 30 men. 30 men. Which would be like 20 years ago. It would be like, that's a huge team. Yeah. But um, there's been silence around it, and that's concerning. A new report from Bloomberg now indicates that the fate of Anthem will be soon decided. EA will be holding meetings sometime the week, the week of February 8th. On whether it will continue development on revamping Anthem or effectively canceling it. Um, let's see here. They're just talking about uh, daily uh, moving on from uh, to Dragon Dragon Age Four. Uh, there's not much known, but EA will reportedly be making the decision by looking in the latest version of the game. It seems the specific choice will be whether to invest and expand the 30-man team for the project or abandon it altogether. According to Bloomberg, source continued work on Anthem Next will be will need to at least triple the size of the team in order to make a new content and continue overhauling mechanics. Yeah, I think it's just... Done. I don't think I don't know what Anthem 2.0 would do. It's not like people go out and buy it or try it again. 
Yeah, I hope it's not canceled because I think the game has a lot of promise already, even with this issues. I think if you had 90 people and years of playing the game and seeing what was wrong with it, it could be something really special. But as far as a business end, yeah, that's where I think it falls apart and probably won't happen because if they had to up the team to 90 people and they're at 30, I can't see them investing that kind of money into it. And I think we've seen a lot of games flip over. I mentioned No Man's Sky earlier. There's a lot of games that have launched and um, been failures and then turned into hits. Fucking Fortnite was a probably unbelievable people here now, but that game was a flop. It was supposed to be uh, what was Epic's next game after Gears of War. It was propped as the next big thing, and it launched without Battle Royale, and everybody's like, what the hell is this thing? And they added Battle Royale, and it blew up. So there's a lot of stories like that where it turns around. I think Anthem had the potential to do that, but I think unfortunately it's too late now. I would still try, and I'd be thrilled to see. Like I said, I think they could learn a lot from it. Wasn't that Final Fantasy fourteen too, where they did that? Yeah, I've heard that as well for that one. So, yeah, I mean, you could have that on your hands, but... I think the only possible way that could work now is if they went free-to-play and then just made it, market it like crazy to get people just like it was a brand new game because I don't think you're going to get everybody to go out and buy it because you say you got a new update for it. But I think that's still a big risk if you're talking about just on the company's end. I don't think if I was in charge, I would do that. As You know, I'd like to because I'd like to see what it is. But if I was actually like money-wise, I don't think that's what I would do. Yeah, you don't want to have to do Anthem 2 and then put the Anthem 1 campaign in there. Yeah. Uh, from Game Informer, ESA promises new details soon following E3 2021. Uh, COVID-19 caused most in-person events to be canceled last year. And with the vaccines only now beginning to roll out, 2021 will continue carrying out digital alternatives to bring communities together. E3 2021 will be continuing on its all-digital front this year again. ESA confirms to us they will have more details to share regarding what this means for gamers. Um, man. That sucks. Um, but also, I don't think vaccines are going to save shit, man. Because they're already talking about those. The South African and the... Uh, the English or the UK version. And does this mean now we all have to have vaccines before we can do any of this stuff? Or say we want to do packs and get a, you have to have your vaccine to come in here? I think so. Everybody says not how it's going to be, but I think so. Um, the company is looking to host a three-day live stream event that will take place between June 15th to the 17th. Uh, according to the deck prov- provided, there will be several two-hour keynote sessions for gamers to enjoy, much like the Coliseum during the actual in-person event. And this is a quote. We can confirm that we are transforming the E3 experience for 2021 and will soon share exact details on how we're bringing the global video game community together. Whoa. Uh, we're having a great conversation with publishers, developers, and companies across the board. And we look forward to sharing details about their involvement soon. Thank you, Richard Nixon. I'm not a crook. <laughs> the information also revealed that 
uh, shows off the plans for playable demos as well as thousands of meetings that will playable demos. How does that work? I'm guessing probably like they've done on the game awards or EA's events where they're on. You can unlock these demos for a limited amount of time, and you have to just go on the Xbox store, I imagine. Uh, thousands of meetings. Well, we're real concerned about Corona. <laughs> uh, uh, members of the media can schedule beforehand, much like the actual event uh, itself in years prior. Maybe there are virtual meetings and you can get more filters up in there. All talking like cats. <laughs> um, yeah, that's... This news is a bummer in one way and exciting in another way because it's a bummer that the event isn't what it was and isn't like a massive in-person thing and like a spectacle because I think that's what always made it so important and relevant that like all the major outlets followed it, not like video game outlets, but CNN and all these places that care less about video games it always brought attention to people that don't care about games and would never look at games and I feel like doing something like this they're not going to pay attention unless maybe a new console or huge games are announced um, and it sucks that my dream was always good go to E3 so hopefully that will be a thing at some point but yeah that obviously not this year but I'm sure I wouldn't have gone this year I'm just saying that it does suck in that aspect but at least it does seem like we're getting uh, digital E3, because that's what we talked about last year. That made no sense why you couldn't do that. And then they kind of end up having... I know it wasn't hosted by the ESA, but they pretty much had e, um, E3 just span across the entire year and spread everything out and did all these separate press conferences, but yeah. made everything way more anticlimactic and not as exciting. So they didn't really specify if everybody's on board with that, if Microsoft and everybody's going to be there. I hope they are, because I feel like if not, then it's going to be even more anticlimactic, but if we get all that and they still have the press conferences and it's like the same in that aspect, we're not actually missing much. As much as I would like to go E3, and I hope I do, what we always called E3 wasn't even actually a show. Those were like the days before E3 opened and E3 was all the in-person stuff and the demos you could watch later and the playable demos. So we were actually watching pre-E3, so we were never actually part of E3 really. So for us, I think if we still get that, that's the main thing that we were focused on anyways. But uh, I think the one thing we would lose is if they're just going to all do Nintendo Directs because that's definitely a part of the in-person that affected us was seeing the crowd and hearing the what came from that, which I don't think you're going to have that, unfortunately. But I think the biggest positive out of the potential bummer news, like I said, is that hopefully it's a celebration of games and all the news and like a three-day span spread instead of spread out throughout the year and not very exciting. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's just way easier for them to not have such cringy moments. Yeah. Yeah, so scripted and don't have anybody there to pressure you on or... Film it multiple times. Yeah. Edit it. Yeah, because... These people aren't known for talking. Then we go put them on stage in front of thousands of people staring at them. I would do the same thing. Yeah, it's yeah. easy to be like, this fucking idiot. But while it's out there, uh, shit. And especially when it used to be even less scripted. And like, they would actually be playing the games. And because most times they're holding a controller and not actually playing it. It's kind of like lip syncing now. Yeah. But uh, 
when they do that, like controller disconnect and they had to play it off and like make a bad joke and it's easy to make fun of them. But yeah, what the fuck do you do in that situation? What was that girl she said that one year about? Yes, that was an achievement. Oh, yeah. See, those are kind of things that aren't okay. That's just taking it way farther than you need to. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I got an achievement on my iPad at E3. And oh, <laughs> playing Minecraft. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all the news, buddy. That's it. Um, I think that worked better. I think uh, the more we do that, more streamline I'll get. But, and also there's a shitload of news because me and Ryan didn't read all the news last week after the train wreck. So that's <laughs> kind of a, a mixture of like two weeks of news and a little outdated with Instable and whatnot. Um, there's not real news stories, so I just put a couple things in here. Uh, Mass Effect had a lot of stuff come out about the uh, remastered trilogy. And it seems like they're doing almost exactly what I was hoping for. I know you said at the time you prefer the games to be exactly as they were. Like, so I want them to change what makes the game what it was at the time. But I'm totally okay with quality of life changes and actually prefer it. Like the elevator rides being almost a minute long, <laughs> which was long then. It was noticeable. But now it will be unbelievable to have that. Or like the uh, the Mako, the, uh, the uh, ship you ride, the controls and that and the physics always were made no sense so it seems like they're actually fixing a lot of that i didn't think they would i thought it was just gonna be graphical so i'm more excited for it the uh one downside you might have seen this kind of turning into a meme that they also fixed camera angles and they said they had to do this to uh fix the game overall but i don't know if i believe it because all the news stories about how the camera angles won't um be centered around miranda's ass have you seen those yeah, and she was the yeah. hottest character by far. <laughs> and um, I noticed that it was so obvious at the time. It was not sly and wasn't like, oh, the camera's in a weird spot. They clearly were doing it on purpose. So I feel like they went out of their way knowing how people would react now, which it sucks they had to do that, but it's also I guess you can't blame them because if that comes out and that's what your fucking story is about your game, it's going to kill sales and all the toss going to be negativity. But uh, to spin it as you had to do that because camera angles were breaking other aspects, I think is uh, probably untrue. And uh, sad that it was taken away. Um, and then there's stuff that I'm glad they fixed, but uh, is sad. Like um, uh, Commander Shepard always had these dead eyes at certain points because the Unreal Engine, so he just fucking death stare you or stare off in the distance. And they fixed that. That kind of stuff I think is good, but was funny in the moment. Or did you ever see the one from Mass Effect 3 where his head started spinning around? It was like Exorcist, but like 100 miles per hour. That sounds familiar. Yeah. So they fixed, I'm sure bugs are going to happen, but they fixed those things being like a general problem. I never had those happen. Well, Death Stare, the Dead Eyes, that definitely had happened. That was very <laughs> common. Or um, they would have, since you could pick a male or female shepherd, they didn't change all the um, postures and everything. So, like, uh, when he'd sit down, he'd manspread entirely too large. And she would do the same thing. So, he fixed <laughs> a lot of that stuff that I don't care about femi feminism or anything like that. It was just felt really weird with that kind of stuff. Didn't seem like that's how a girl would act. So, um, I think all that's good. More than I expected. Um, there's no multiplayer. Which I like the multiplayer. I know a lot of people hate it on it, but I said at the time I didn't think multiplayer would be in here. I'm not surprised. It was 
never popular to begin with. And I feel like it was fun at the time, but I think it would feel really dated now, so I'm not surprised he didn't put that in there. Um, all the DLCs in there, except, I don't know if you saw this, Pinnacle Station, which I I couldn't tell you all the DLCs anymore, but I think I remember that being one of my favorites. That one didn't make it, and they said it's because the source code was corrupted, mm. which fucking sucks, and I can't imagine all the hard work they did. Man, we're going to have every piece of content in here. Like, all right, get us that Pinnacle Station. Uh-oh, I guess. I can't imagine being that guy who's, like, testing it. Uh-oh. That fucking suck, and... It sucks because it's kind of like, like I said, uh, kind of like a historical thing bringing it all together. Yeah. So it sucks that that's kind of just lost in time now. I'm sure they could do it, bring it back from scratch. Oh, yeah. Um, they did talk about that. They said to be able to do that, I don't want to exaggerate. I think they said it would take six months to be able to do that to Damn. get it from. So as cool as it would be to have that in there, I can't blame them. I Imagine that resource on that be crazy. Just have one piece of DLC in there. Maybe it could be something they could add in at some point. Should be cool. Yeah, man. Um, damn, it's like some Sega Saturn shit. Yeah. And then the only other thing was uh, Gina Carrero, right? Is that is her name? The uh, girl got kicked off of Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. I meant to talk about that when you're talking about them about uh. Pascal, because he's on Mandalorian. She got booted off the Mandalorian today. Sad news. Um, I think it's kind of fucking bonkers. I know you told me some stuff that I didn't know before that, but um, from everything I saw, it was very Oh, tame. my God. Let's Google. This is their alert. What's that? This is like, so if you like Google her name, they'll like try to quickly tell you what's going on with her. Uh-huh. The Mandalorian star, Gina Carano. Accused of racism. <laughs> Fired. I don't. That's probably didn't say. I'm surprised they're accusing there though. Yeah. That's surprising that they acknowledge that. Let's see. I'm trying to find it, man. It might have even deleted. Oh gosh. <laughs> so corny. She said, "I'm watching a uh, ninth movie, 300." <laughs> The world we will know that the freemen stood against a tyrant. Yeah, she was sharing like a picture of like we talked about that famous picture of the Jewish woman, I believe, getting chased by Hitler Youth and stripped of her clothes and probably raped and murdered not soon after that. Um, and she compared that to herself. But yeah, it's a little bit dramatic on her part, um, but it's also really dramatic on Disney's part too. Yeah, it's definitely dramatic on her part. I don't think you can really defend that if we're just talking fairly. Because um, I didn't know that stuff till you told me before this. But yeah, I think even if you're being fair about that, I feel like you have to think about... If you looked at all the stuff she said before, from everything I saw, it was very tame and just kind of her opinions on things. But you can't really have different opinions. Like she was labeled <clears throat> anti-masker because she talked about how she thinks some of this stuff is overblown. And she never said don't wear a mask, said she doesn't. She didn't say anything like that, and that's how she was labeled. So, well, it, it, initially too, it started because she wouldn't put her gender pronouns on yeah, her profile. Me, yeah, that's uh, that's the I think the very first thing when, when the SGW was like, we have to get her fired. Yeah. So, even though she was dramatic and that didn't make it okay, I feel like yeah, at a certain point when people are just treating you like that over and over, you're like, shit, I got fired back in some way because just being normal and nice and explain my point of view clearly isn't going anywhere. So I just feed into the nonsense too and make it worse which 
does make it worse. So, like I said, I'm not defending it, and you shouldn't be like that because, yeah, that just made it worse. But I get how that can happen. Just being like, what the fuck do I do? And just the constant beratement on Twitter, too, would get old as fuck. Uh-huh. Somebody should have stepped in and been like, bro, you need to get the fuck off social media. <laughs> yeah, especially they were talking for a little bit about having a spinoff show with her. So I'm sure I would have. I mean, she probably already had a shitload of money. She was a fighter before this, too. But that would obviously made her uh, a lot more wealthy than she ever could have been. Yeah, man. Having her own spinoff Star Wars show. I really liked her in Mandalorian, too. I did, too. And I think it's going to be kind of. Uh, weird to see how the show handles it, but made it, made it all tied in. Like, where's she at? Well, she was being racist to the uh, fucking droids, so we sent her home. We got her out of here, man. She fucking wouldn't put her gender pronouns. <laughs> we said, listen, bitch. I bet they, those get fucking the army of SGWs on Twitter. Like, yes, we got one. High five. Like, do you think it's because they feel powerful or? Like virtue signaling? I don't get why this stuff happens. <laughs> I feel like just life's too good. We gotta find something. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. Uh, what's the next segment we get into what we're playing? Um, media pickups. Are next, oh, media pickups. You're excited. Before we get into that, because I, yeah. I, this is what made me think about it. I've been playing uh, Battlefield Five, mm-hmm. and there's a mission where you're a Nazi pilot defending. Uh, like civilian factories and train stations from getting bombed. I and it this memory had rushed back to me. I totally forgot my uh, my stepmom and my dad were getting married at their engagement party. Um, it was real corny, you know, like the like Etsy, like not Etsy, but uh, Pinterest games, like go oh, do this, like oh, yeah. and it's like oh, I don't want, to, don't want to involved with this. So I started talking to her aunt's boyfriend. Uh, Luis, I think his name was really cool guy. Um, we just started talking about like where he came from and stuff, and he was from Germany. And he was like a little kid, like twelve years old or something, when the war was happening. And it blew my mind because I never heard that perspective from like the German side, mm-hmm. like what happened. And they, when the Third Reich or the M- German Empire started falling, um. They were really afraid of getting left, getting captured by the Soviets. The Soviets wanted revenge, and they're raping, murdering, killing people, just doing real fucked up shit to everybody as revenge. So his dad took his, he had a pig, and pretty much they butchered all of his animals and gathered up all their food they possibly could to give to the starving Nazi soldiers to get his family on a train. Granted, I was asking all this shit while people around me are just like, oh my god, wasn't that crazy? What a great game we had there. How well do the couple know each other? And he's like, just telling me this fucking insane story. And just to hear that side of things, you never hear the Nazi side. of He wasn't a Nazi, of course. They're just yeah. fucking German people trying to live. And uh, most of the Wehrmacht weren't fucking Nazis. Now I'm a Nazi denier. Uh, cancel me, I guess, right? Um, but just hearing that perspective of it, so he butchers all his animals and they gather up all the food they can to give to the Nazi soldiers to get his family on a train so they could head towards Berlin to where they're more protected. And, um, Battlefield Five trying to tell the story of like the Luftwaffe trying to defend the factories and trains from there. So his family are on a train 
and I think they had the trains had stopped to take a break or something. I don't, and it sucks too because he's since passed away, so I can't. He had made such a cool YouTube video, I think. Um, I kind of fucked up. I shouldn't have done this, but I was like, man, just tell me what was like the craziest thing you saw. Like, don't you don't have to answer me. Like, I'm a piece of shit for even asking this, but you don't have to answer. And so he told me this story of they had the trains. I think the trains, but there's like multiple trains. They all stopped. They're Nazi trains. And there was no not, there was a few soldiers on there, like wounded soldiers or something, but there were no soldiers on there. It was all civilians. And he said everyone was like super spread out. But then the Americans started bombing the trains. So then the conductors are like, fuck, we're going to get out of here. And then I think the German civilians were trying to run from the trains too. Because they, that's what the Americans were targeting to fuck up the infrastructure of the the Nazi war machine or whatever. And, you know, they were known for bombing factories and there was no soldiers there just to prevent them from having sort of any infrastructure. So they're getting bombed. It might even have been Russian planes. I don't, I think it was Americans though, because it's weird. They like talking to somebody that was fucking bombed by Americans. It was weird to talk to them. When you talk to veterans, it's always the American side. So the trains start taking off and there's people everywhere. So he said he just watched people just get run the fuck over by these trains. Just chopped up. And trains, I think something, the trains has gotten blown up. And like he's talking about hit, hearing like the machine gun noises and the bullets hitting around him and shit blowing up. And then like the trains stopped that night and he said they had to stay where they were, stay the night. And listening to the people that got run over by the trains mm-hmm. but didn't die just all night just screaming and slowly dying holy fucking shit and like my dad and stepmom are going hey how's it going guys man you guys really buddied up over here and guys talked the whole time that's great and was fucking just staring at the distance like god damn then they moved here and they uh insert casey joke but they moved to cleveland after uh after the americans liberated them and fortunately they fell on the american side not the soviet side that's surprising. They moved to Cleveland. <laughs> it's one war zone to another. <laughs> no, it was just a crazy perspective here. Um, but the reason why I wanted to mention this while we were talking about um, people getting canceled and stuff, talking to that generation of humanity and like to think about like the millennials problem, we're like complaining about syrup. Like, oh, there's this black lady on syrup. Or there's an Indian on our butter, or this lady won't publicly display her gender pronouns, or this this uh, woman put super glue in her hair and somehow that's related to race. <laughs> Meanwhile, this guy just told me this fucking story of surviving World War II, running from the Soviets, and then getting bombed by the Americans, <laughs> and being a 12-year-old and listening to up to all these chopped-up people. And he said they were, like, little kids got run over by the train. Because the train had to get get the fuck out of there before they got blown up. And, yeah. Whew. That's <laughs> a different breed of humans. We're very lucky that this is what we're worried about. Your biggest concern is that your dumbass put fucking super glue in your hair. We got it pretty fucking good. <laughs> I think that's what it is. There's not enough problems in the... We have to invent problems because life is too good. But yeah, that truly was the greatest generation of 
of humans because that is some fucked up shit. <laughs> Just any of those things. But yeah, it was. He had some other stories mixed in there too. I can't remember. I wish I would have recorded it or talked to him more. A really cool guy. He died of a fucking. Another like badass story. He died of uh, bone marrow cancer and had bone marrow transplant, which I hear is super painful. But yeah, whole different breed of humans. Like that's not even that generation, man. <laughs> to get through the fucking Great Depression and World War Two, and and then we're over here like, oh, there's a Native American on my butter. The fucking holy shit, man. Um. Yeah, this sports team uh, is called the fucking Indians. Oh, really? Because I listen to people get chopped up by a train and explode. Yeah. So that's that's where my and it, I forgot I forgot that even happened until I played Battlefield Five this week. So should we talk about what we're playing? Um, you want to talk about your media pickups, right? Uh, sure. There's way too many. How many do you think I have? Uh, the fact that you said a lot probably means like 30 70 uh, thought I was saying a lot I was going to say a ridiculous number but I thought 30 was like a realistic ridiculous number uh, for Valentine's Day Renee got me uh, something I've been wanting since uh, I was like a freshman in high school when I first saw it so like 12-13 years ago is uh, Kurt Cobain's uh, diary they published it made it into a book pretty sick like they just scanned his little diary so it looks like a notebook his actual notebook so i've been going through that um and it kind of starts off when he's like dead ass broke and he's kind of dead ass hey uh and then i got ready player two picked it up for nine bucks at uh target are you actually gonna read it or he's gonna wait and get audiobook I'll get the audio book. <laughs> I figured for nine bucks, I'll support him. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I wasn't saying that condescendingly. I thought you might be doing that. That's why I asked. Oh, for sure. That's how I do it. Uh, and then DVDs. Um, I got lucky. There's a rare Beatles. Uh, Beatles, the Beetle juice from fucking um, um, Beetle from Howard Stern Show. They had some taste there for a second. Uh, really? Fuck. Beatles. God damn it, no. Uh, but for some reason, Goodwill's been uploading a lot of their shit, or selling a lot of their shit on eBay, mm-hmm. and they, they have a race to the bottom. Normally, it's like a $50, $60 DVD, and for some reason, they put it up for 14 bucks. I think they quickly realized their mistake because they took down the other one. Yeah. Suppose this one's on the way to me, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, they picked up Fire in the Sky, which I already watched. It's a, um, probably the one of the few alien abduction stories that I actually believe I uh, strongly work. I'll get more into that when we can talk about what we watched uh, evil dead steel book hairspray, the original hairspray, uh, a quiet place. Uh, they picked up the firefly TV show, complete blu-ray collection. Uh, then alien, the six film collection, blu-ray. That's funny. It was uh, alien earlier. You had six, uh, Questions with it. Six films. Um, Anger Management. Great movie. I said over easy. (laughs) Uh, She's the Man, which Renee wanted. uh, I bet she wants a man, yeah. (laughs) What's that fucking crazy 
girl in there, um, Amanda Bynes. Oh, yeah. I was going to say I could picture in my head. Um, she's also wanting to pick up all the Adam Sandler movies, so we got Grown Ups as well. I got real lucky at Goodwill today. Uh, it's uh, Mystery Science uh, 3000. Mm-hmm. Um, their DVDs are not cheap, and they're usually oh, pretty yeah. collectible. For some reason, someone had donated their collection. We picked up nine of them. Very nice. Uh, then we also got 50 First Dates, another great movie. Um, Eagle Eye. Uh, Dirty Jobs Volume 3 I fucking love that show Do you ever watch that show? Yeah I wasn't a big fan of it It was okay um, I always thought a guy seemed really fake And kind of douchey But uh What? Yeah I always felt that way But then Something changed my mind Not just because I liked them But because they would have no reason to back him up uh, Giant Bombcast Podcast we listened to they said that uh, they were having an office party when they first opened Giant Bomb. And uh, they said Mike Rowe walked in. He's like, you guys partying here? Nah. Yeah, you in the wrong building or what's up? Am I have a party with you? <laughs> and they said that he just partied with them all night and talked to him and asked them uh, what the company was. And they said that uh, he was really genuine and wasn't like talking down to him about it being a gaming. And not let the cameras gaming and... They said they just hung out with them all night. That's awesome, man. And uh, they said not just because I like them. So I'm like, oh, well, now I trust it. But the fact that he had no reason, there's no cameras, and he had no reason to just fake being nice like that. Yeah, he's a. Uh, I always love Dirty Jobs, but you should follow his social media, man. He's got a really good Facebook account. He's super conservative, and, uh, but a, a well based conservative, not like, the election was a fraud, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, uh, he's also very pro business. So I bet that's why he also was like really interested in their company and was genuine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's pretty conservative. Um, and that's kind of why he did dirty jobs is cause he like wanted to know about all these small businesses around America and he seems so nice. So when you said douchey, that was like, no, don't, don't say that. Take it back. He's a beautiful man. But yeah, I strongly recommend you. Paul's Facebook account. He's, he right. does books now, too. No, does he? Yeah. Um, The Longest Yard. Great movie, underrated. Joey Diaz is in that movie. The remake, right? Yeah. Adam Sandler. We're yeah. trying to complete our Adam Sandler collection. I'm guessing. Uh, the Legend series with Alfred Hitchcock, which is a bunch of his, like, I forget how many movies in it, but it's like some unknown Alfred Hitchcock movies. This weird BBC TV show called Family Towers. I watched some clips on YouTube and found it at Goodwill. A complete collection. Uh, I found this one. I guess it's out of print, so it's kind of rare. So I might sell it on eBay. Mm-hmm. Just mainly because it's sealed. But Idiocracy, did you ever watch that? Mike Judge? Yeah, I watched it. I hated that movie. Really? Yeah. I liked uh, it. I can't say it's bad. It's just too depressing. I am like, that's our society now. It's just too fucking weird for me. <laughs> Uh, Borat, which, uh, I have a copy of it, but it's at my mom's house. I figured might as well. And then, uh, since I bought, uh, Renee bought a book at Target, and since I got Ready Player Two, they said we could get a free movie or book for free, and so I picked up, uh, King of Staten Island. Uh, Still don't watch that Pete Davidson movie. Yeah. Judd Aptow. Yeah. So, I'm all about that, so... You want to borrow, buddy? Okay. 
I think it's also on Hulu though too. I thought it was somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I just need to watch it. But and then on Wii, we'll get to the video games. Uh, I got Goosebumps Horrorland. On the original Xbox, I found. Uh, did you ever see the? I love these controllers as a kid, and I guess they're kind of collectible now. But the Alien Infection controller. I think so. I think I showed you a picture of this. I think you'll remember it. I was it was crazy to find it at a was it a, f- a pawn shop. I think it's called Alien Infection. Let me just make sure. Yeah, this guy. Original Xbox. I don't think I've seen that. Really? Doesn't look familiar. I feel like something like that would stick out. But yeah, they're kind of rare now. I mean, as you see by these fucking prices. Yeah. I found it for thirty bucks at a pawn shop, so I said yes, please. Um, I don't. I remember seeing this. There's a few controllers I remember seeing that had this ridiculous design that I'm sure they're terrible to play with. But uh, yeah, I picked that up. Um, and then Teen Titans on the Xbox, which uh, incredibly rare game, well sought after game that I remember specifically picking up on day one with one of my friends and loving. But uh, the original Xbox version, if you guys have it, if anyone's listening, it's a very expensive game now, probably one of the most expensive original Xbox games. I uh, bid on a Canadian posting. So the Canadian dollar is way, uh, it's not not much buying power compared to the U.S. dollar. So um, it's a good way to get games, by the way, if you look at Canadian postings. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, the shipping is where they'll get you, but uh, usually pick up games cheaper. So excited to finally get that, man. I've been really wanting that. Um, and then at Goodwill today, sealed uh, Tom Clancy Classic Trilogy. It's almost a 20-year-old game sealed. I might. Ooh, is that your stomach? It was. That's hot. It's not like a diarrhea. You got diarrhea? No. I wonder if that comes through on the mic or not. <laughs> yeah, like a diarrhea gurgle. That was like a. I thought you had to take off real quick. Um, I might open it though. It's not an expensive game, but it'd be kind of cool to open. Uh, it's been a long time since I opened the original Xbox game. Did you think there's a time where you you opened the last original Xbox game you'd ever open? I can't think of that time, but yeah, it's weird to think about. I have no idea what that even be. Um, on the PS1, uh, through eBay, I got Parasite Eve and Parasite Eve 2. Uh, and Blaster Master Blasting Again on the PS1. Uh, the Xbox 360, you got Dead Space 2. Mayhem, which is like a demolition game, demolition yeah. derby game I've been looking for for a while. It's worth a decent amount, too, for some reason. Uh, Lord of the Rings, War in the North, another sealed 360 game. Be kind of cool to open that one. Yeah. Uh, Split Second. I noticed 360 stuff was starting to go up a little bit, so I had this like list of stuff I wanted to buy. Um, Split Second, Wet. Ooh, Wet. <laughs> uh, Dead to Rights, uh, Retribution. Uh, Mini Ninjas. Blur. Chrome Hounds. Azura's Wrath, Devil May Cry HD Collection, Eternal Sonata, Crash of the Titans. Uh, this is a weird one. You ever heard of BCFX? Don't think so. Black College Football Experience. Oh, yeah. I have, yeah. I haven't played it. I've heard of it. What the f- weird one. Uh-huh. I was like, I have to buy this. And then got it. 
and it came with like a handwritten note from the seller like just thanking me for buying this game it's like a four dollar game and like no shipping either and you remember those little like inserts like where will you be when jesus comes those like little things they leave everywhere yeah he sent me one of those fucking i really liked it i sent a message back um then death smiles i'm real, real happy to finally get that one it's a shmup and 007 Bloodstone, another rare 360 game if you have it. 007 Quantum of Solace. The Hitman Collection, Clive Barker's Jericho. And then Splatterhouse. On the Xbox One, I got Goosebumps Dead of Night. WWE 2K Battlegrounds. Resident Evil Revelations. Uh, Darksiders War Master Edition. Micro Machine World Series, Dynasty Warriors 9, Northguard, or Vikings Northguard, I think so. that's what that's called. Resident Evil Revelations 2, Inside and Limbo 2-Pack, City Skylines Park Life Edition, Middle Earth Shadow of War, Animusha Warlords, Lords of the Fallen, and then for $2, I bought Mass Effect Andromeda Sealed. Oh, yeah. At fucking GameStop. So, do you have it? I do. Because so if not, you should definitely go buy it for two oh, bucks. Yeah, brand I have new. It. Uh, Switch, I got Zoids, Wild, Blast, Unleashed, uh, Printing 1 and 2, and then on PS4, Bubsy the Wooly, Strike Back, the Silver Case. I apologize, this is fucking really boring. <laughs> Probably is. Uh, PS4 Knack 2, uh, then Genesis, Tasmania, and Forgotten Worlds. Then on the GameCube, this is it, number 70, Mario Superstar Baseball. That's a good game. Um, no, it wasn't boring to me. I, that's just so much fucking shit. Right? You should see the pot because I have a pile of stuff. I need to put them all in my apps. <laughs> 70 of those things just piled up in the corner. It's real fucking crazy. But, you know, I, we bought a cheap-ass house. I don't have a car payment. I barely have any payments. <laughs> Besides, like some stuff, so I just I ball out in media. No, I hear you. I don't know why. I probably shouldn't. I actually uh, I ball out this week too. I bought a uh, Hydroxia two. I downloaded it. Oh, I think that was eight bucks. Um, I didn't get the physical on this one. Did you order it? Mm-hmm. You did. Mm. I might have got two. Okay. Of each. So if you change them, I don't know though. I don't remember exactly. I debated it. I might end up winning one, but I was like, if he's going to make games this often and they're not going to be like tied to Secret Symbols, I don't know if I want to. I mean, I'll play all of them, but I might just get the download ones and then buy the physical ones that I really want because that's going to end up being a lot of money if I want yeah. those. And it'd be cool to, I'm sure eventually, like having the collection you could, if it were something, because it'll be so rare even if you don't care about calling. But, uh, I wanted to at least port in some way, and I want to try the game. I haven't played Hydroxia 1, I'm not going to lie, but I know they're, they're uh, 2D shoot 'em ups and there's not much story to it. So I figure this one would be better just as far as um, gameplay and everything. I think you build off the first one. You don't really need to play the first one. And uh, at first, I really didn't know if I was liking it. I was fucking terrible at it, or at least I thought it may I still am bad. But uh, I realized it's kind of a little bit like... Uh, metroidvania in the way that not exactly but metroidvania usually what that means is that you go in a level and then there's parts that you can't get to till later and you have to come back 
This one, I literally just kept failing over and over on the first mission. I was like, shit, is this, this is what I expected with uh, Twin Breaker. That's why I was worried about calling games, kind of loves hard games. I was like, shit, I, Twin Breaker was really relaxing and kind of like Pac-Man, like it was super easy to pick up and play and then hard to like master if you want to be the best at it. But that's why I liked that you could play either way. This one I was just literally failing at over and over until I saw there's an upgrade system and you can add health, you can add bullets, and you get points even when you fail a mission. You get points for anything you collected in that. So even if you fail a mission 10 times in a row, then you're still making progress to make your ship stronger or more health to be able to go back into that level and have a way better attempt at it. Maybe, like I said, maybe I still am bad. Maybe most people beat it on their first try and then they get more points and just upgrade from there. But I was doing fucking terrible and I was like, I don't even know if I can keep playing this game until I found that. And I was like, okay, I don't really like doing this over and over, but at least that makes it playable if I do suck in it and that's not the point of this game. The music's really cool. There's not too much to say about it. It's a 2D shoot 'em up. But uh, I like Twin Breaker more, definitely. But um, oh, I guess we can get into what I've been playing because I've been playing that kind of just morphed into that because that's the only pickup I had. But that, and then besides that, actually more of the Master Chief collection. I plan to be Uncharted 4 by the time of this podcast, but with the overtime, that didn't happen. So that's my goal by next week is to at least be Uncharted 4. But what have you been playing? Uh, Battlefield 5, like we talked about on my little rant there. Uh-huh. Um, man, I don't understand the hate he got. <clears throat> I don't know if I ever played that one. can't remember. It's on Game Pass. Okay. Um, uh... It's a short campaign, too. Uh, I really like the way they're telling the story. It's very similar to Battlefield 1. Um, starts off with a really creepy audio recording from uh, was it Winston Churchill. I feel like I did play this then. It was like... It sounds familiar. We are at war with Germany. You can hear, like, like the oh, fuck in his voice and shit, like, knowing, like, goddamn, millions of people are about to die. Yeah, this is one they'd use vignettes to tell a story, right? Uh, Battlefield 1 did too, though. Man, I am mixing up. Because I wasn't the biggest fan of that, but I don't know if that was this one or not. I thought it was good, but I wasn't the biggest fan of that. The campaign may be totally different, but there's like, as soon as you start up the game, it puts you like in these little vignettes about um, jumping around about World War Two. Okay. But uh, that sounds like you're talking about Battlefield 1, though. All right. Um... But yeah, man, I'm I'm really liking it. Dropping the multiplayer, messed around with that. I don't. It's like Battlefield. Uh, they might have fixed some things, but I want to try Firestorm before that goes. I watch a lot of YouTubers play that. So like, man, I want to try this out before it's super dead. Mm-hmm. Um, then I uh, did the Disney's classic games, um, Aladdin and Lion King. Mm-hmm. Uh, how in the fuck did people ever beat those without the rewind feature? Oh, I don't know. Even as a kid, like I said, I played. I didn't play Aladdin that much, but Lion King I played endlessly, and I, I don't know if I got past like the first couple missions. But as a kid, I was like, "This is fun," even though yeah. you're fucking doing the same thing over and over. But yeah, that game yeah. is hard as shit. I just remember I think stage three or four where uh, the wildebeest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess that was I got that, that far. Was it. I know. Yeah, there's no getting further than that. Um, but yeah, I don't know how you beat it without a game genie or. Um, uh, the rewind feature, but I did be both of them through rewind did feature. You? Yeah. Uh, wow. These are cool, man. I wish more games did remasters like this. 
because not only do they have every version like Game Boy, Sega Genesis, Nintendo, all that, they even had like Aladdin when they announced it, um, the demo that was given oh, to the really? press. And they had documentaries, the soundtracks, like all these interviews with these guys in the '90s making the game. It's so fucking interesting. And actually, uh, I got to the end of Aladdin, and I didn't save. It doesn't. There's no auto saves, and I forgot to save. And I was at the final boss, and I fucked up and had to replay the whole game again. Damn. Um, to try to pop the achievement. Because you could even watch somebody play the game, speedrun the game, and then hop in whenever you want to. So I did that, and then the achievement didn't pop. So I was like, fuck it, I'll just play all of Aladdin again. And the achievement still didn't pop. Huh. So, I was going to ask you, does rewinding it maybe deactivate no. achievements? No, I was getting other achievements rewinding. Hmm. Um... Yeah, I wish uh, more remasters and uh, older games got the same. Because, man, there is so much in there for for what what they are. I really recommend to go watch, play it. Yeah, watch I want to. documentaries. Like I said, I wanted to play it, but I thought, I, well, I told you at the time, I thought for sure that would be the kind of game to just skyrocket, but it's still, you can buy it anywhere. Oh, so yeah. I was dead wrong with that. Um, so I probably will open it because I did want to play it and it's kind of bothering me. But, uh no, I love that kind of stuff. I know I had all the interviews and that kind of stuff. I think that would be cool, even more recent stuff. Yeah, like uh, I don't. I think the issue is majority of people don't care about that stuff. Unfortunately, yeah. I think they're like, I don't want to fucking watch this guy talk. I'm gonna play a game. But I find this stuff super interesting. I think even a more modern games would be cool to have, like the Mass Effect trilogy, yeah. that built in. And can you imagine them going in depth with those kind of games, or even like it'd be cool to have that like when they're making a time and then talking about like the issues they had trying to make it remastered or like yeah. what they're surprised by. And I remember I told you when I pre-ordered Mass Effect, I got a disc, like a mini documentary and I watched that over and over to get me hyped for the game coming out. I think that probably amplified and why I got so excited about Mass Effect before it came out. Yeah, you should pop this open, man, and give it a go then. All right. Um, and God, these games are so much easier with rewind feature, and you learn I'm them. Sure, yeah. Um, even Aladdin's final boss, even with the rewind feature, was so fucking upsetting. Pissed me off so much. Um, but yeah, I want a future where all the games get remade like this. It's done so well. Um, and then, you know, I think that's all I played. Battlefield Five. And the Disney's both Aladdin and Lion King. Okay. And I wanted to relive it exactly how I, as a kid, so I was like, yeah. I'm going to get snacks. And then we had, we would play cops on the right screen. <laughs> and on the left would have been Lion King. So I went online and found episodes of cops from like 98, 99 when we would have been doing this. Even had some with like a little bit of commercials in there on the right hand side. And then Lion King on the left hand side. That's great. And then I had to, 3D Doritos, um, pizza, and fucking Mountain Dew. It was like the little Not kid bad. again. Well, let us know what you guys have been playing in the comments and we can get into what we've been watching. I know you were watching Sonic. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, can you believe uh, this movie's only a year old? I told Danielle that um, a couple of days ago. No, I no, I told Ryan on the podcast that I told somebody. Did you? Yeah, I couldn't fucking... It's so weird to think about. Fucking year old. Because I saw it with Ryan. That had to be years ago. And 
I said that just shows is the longest shortest year ever. Um, I'm always saying that, but yeah, it blew my mind. <laughs> it was in theaters a year ago. I could tell they put a lot of effort into this movie. They wanted it to be good. It wasn't cash grab. Um, I was hoping the intro there would be that Sega. Yeah, it there was, but it was like an opera or some shit. Yeah, um, I guess spoilers for the next like five minutes maybe because yeah, we never got to really talk about this. Um, some of the stuff won't be spoilers, but just a heads up. Um, I would have liked a uh, classical one like that. I did really like the uh, Paramount, like the rings instead of the Paramount mm-hmm. circle or whatever you want to call it. I thought that was fucking awesome. Yeah, and they had like little clips of all their yeah games. Kind of like, are you gonna make movies for all of these? Yeah, that'd be sick. Um. My biggest issue with the movie is who the fuck would want to move from Montana to San Francisco? Why would you do that? I feel like a lot of people in Montana will want to do that. I feel like a lot of people in San Francisco will want to move somewhere like Montana. Yeah. I feel like it's just always like here. People want to, I just want to go somewhere hot and then people, they're in hot places. I want to go somewhere cold. I just love Montana. Yeah. If I could move all my friends and family to Montana. That's one of my favorite uh, states. It's gorgeous. Property's cheap. The fuck would you want to go to San Francisco? Um, especially as a police officer. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, which, someone wanting to, like, move from Montana to go be a police officer in San Francisco is, like, less believable than an interdimensional cartoon Sonic in the real life. Um, I knew that Tails part was coming. Did you? Yeah, that was, was cool. Was spoiled or you just like No, it? no. Really? I was like, it, it, I guarantee they're going to hint around at this. And as stupid as I sound, as dumb as I sound, I kind of got a little cold chills when it finally did happen. <laughs> I didn't get cold chills, but no, I was fucking so excited. I was like, oh, this is going to be Tails, Renee. It's going to be Tails. And there he was. Yeah, I guess I knew it when, when that scene started, but... I was like, they're really not going to have him? I thought he'd pop up somewhere. So by then, yeah. I was like, he's, I guess, not in here. That's so. exactly what I mean. Oh, okay. I was really hoping they would go fucking full-on troll mode. and Because you always see the back of him. And, Holy shit, his tails. And then it flips around. Did you ever see the uh, version somebody made of him? What he'll look like when they originally designed Sonic? No. Somebody made a fucking horrifying version of what <laughs> tails would look like. I really wish they just went full fucking troll mode and... Oh my god! And everybody reacting to the crowd, and the camera whips around. And just looks horrifying, like Sonic did. Yeah. Oh, we're back here again. Also, he like he knew Sonic was there. Does that mean like Sonic? He knows who Sonic is. Did like I Sonic so. go to another dimension and lost his memory or something? Like, I don't get it. But it was just a dumb kids movie storyline. Yeah. But besides that, I loved everything about it. I mean, Jim Carrey's a little annoying sometimes. Really? I thought that going into it, I really didn't like his character design until you see it. Did you wait for the second yeah, act of credit? Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, they're like morphing him into yep. It's like the start of his craziness. Yeah. So it was weird because I was worried about that going into it, but he actually convinced me more. There was a few annoying parts like the, um, I don't know, I remember at the time I was like, ah, it's a little, a little much. But overall, I actually liked him. Yeah, it was a good movie. Did you see today too? They finally released the first teaser. For the sequel? Oh, I didn't. Yeah, it wasn't much. You're not missing much. It was just literally like, it showed the Sonic logo, and then two popped up, and that was about it. 
There's rumors it's, uh, about uh, Knuckles being in it. He was always really? my favorite. April uh, 2022. Okay. Yeah, a little little tease. There wasn't much to it, but uh, it was cool. It was uh, the name announcement, which is just literally Sonic 2. I think my biggest issue was the same issue I had going into it. I think they did it well for what it was, but I always thought it was weird they set it into the real world because that's not how you saw Sonic. Like that first scene where he's like in whatever you want to call it, um, what the fuck do they call Green it? Zone? Yeah, Green Hill Zone. Like that area, I was like, this just fits Sonic so much better. It looks like the cartoon or the show brought to like current um, animation style. So I feel like put him in the real world, it definitely added some humor. I think got a lot of people that wouldn't care about Sonic just be like, oh, this is a fun movie. But I think everything would have seemed more natural if it was just all animated and in that world, like when Tails was flying, this looks so much more like Sonic. Yeah. I thought it was weird way to take that to begin with. Uh, Renee didn't know about the the delay in, like, remaking. Oh, really? So I was like, oh, this would be a great time to, like, to see if, to find someone that's not uh, swayed by the internet. And I showed her side by side. She's like, what the fuck? Did I ever tell you Danielle's reaction? No. Talking about being swayed by the internet. She's like, I don't think it looks bad. But no, I think you're seeing the new one. No, I see the old one. I guess the new one looks a little better, but I think it looks fine. That thing is fucking horrifying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Renee was like, oh, that's... Renee was very thankful. That... And Renee's not super into Sonic, and she really liked it and was excited yeah. for the sequel. Um, but uh, the other thing I watched was Fire in the Sky, the one I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out in 1993. It's about the alien abduction of... The true story, alien abduction of D.B. Sweeney. This is an insane story if you watch this guy that was out in the middle of uh, Arizona clearing out logging stuff, and essentially they ran into a UFO, and he gets abducted, and he's gone for a few days, and they're <coughs> searching around. They think his friends killed him, and the police were like, we're investigating this as a murder, and they hid the body somewhere in the fucking woods. And then randomly, uh, the guy they think is the murderer just gets a phone call in the middle of the night, it's a payphone of the guy, like, it's basically saying, like, hey, I'm back or whatever. And uh, they find him, and he's naked, <laughs> like, five days later in the at a gas station. Hmm. And uh, he claims that he was on a UFO and woke up in the middle of a, <laughs> of a, a test and saw aliens. And the aliens left and transformed to human form to make him relax and... It's nuts. He's a, He did Joe Rogan's podcast. There's a documentary on him. There's a book. And there's this movie. Uh, it's the most believable alien abduction story I've ever heard. I think it's just interesting. Uh, when I say most believable alien abduction story, I'm still like, eh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, but there's nothing this guy would have gained from lying like this. I mean, besides, you know, what's happened in his life now. But before that, they were all like uh, straight edge, blue collar loggers that conservative like they had no reason to do this and like i said up to like five days before they were he was being investigated as a murderer so um and he was also would it soon to be son-in-law i believe so there was no reason for him to do this i don't know it's really interesting just look into it you don't have to believe it but yeah uh the documentary and the movie are both available on almost all the streaming services um but yeah, and then Clone Wars, the TV series. Mm-hmm. 
And then uh, reading-wise, I finished the first Game of Thrones book. How did you? Yeah, it's fucking nuts, man. I knew it still what happens, but oh, I still get so fucking pissed off at it. He's was such that a the audiobook too. Or? Yeah, he's a really good author, man. To really, I don't know. He writes bad guys so well to the point you get pissed off. I have to take breaks reading it because or listening to it because yeah, fucking oh, I get so mad, dude. His bad guys are just uh, perfect. I hear you. The only thing I've been watching or that I watched was me and Danielle went to the theater to see Lord of the Rings and IMAX. Oh. Fellowship of the Ring. Um, she'd never seen, well, she said she saw three, but didn't really remember it. Oh, I was going to say that and, sucks, but then good thing she'll remember it. Yeah. Yeah, I think she remembers like a couple characters, but I don't think she could tell you anything that happened. I didn't know this movie never released on IMAX. I could have, I would have told you I saw it in IMAX. So really? Was, yeah. But uh, this is the first time they've ever released it. So they're showing one each week. Or uh, starting last week, they show Fellowship of the Rings. And uh, next week will be Two Towers. And then Return of the King the week after that. So we're going to try and see each of them each week to be able to watch them all. It's been a long time since I've even seen them. So I'm excited to see them. And now that I know I've never seen them in my IMAX. Director's cut? No, which I don't. I mean, it'd be cool to see it like that. But. I told her before that I was like, yeah, a lot of Lord of the Rings fans will tell you that's the only way you can watch it and that they're unwatchable without it. I think that adds context, and if you're really into it, I like them more, but I think the movies stood on their own. And I, 100%. Yeah, as I said, I didn't watch them, but what? I don't know what happened. Or I don't like this movie because of this. And I was just like, oh, I love Lord of the Rings, so more is cool to me. I think somebody like her that already isn't, this isn't like her type, type of thing. I think adding 40, 40 minutes of more context. And when I like this movie, so those are drawn out, especially the first one. I remember being so slow. I don't mind those slow. It's built oh, like it's so slow. Yeah, it was way worse than I remember, not in quality, but as far as slowness. And it, it makes sense because a trilogy and they, they get way more action packed as it goes on. But, um, well, I guess I'll say as I watch them, but. I feel like from what I remember, Two Towers is my favorite, and I think this would have to be my least favorite, but I still like them all, all three of them. Exactly but, how I feel. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, it was funny, though, that I told her that, and I was like, yeah, you'll get the snobs. I was like, yeah, this isn't the extended cut, and the movie fucking ended, and people were clapping, which is kind of cool to hear. People in the, actually hear people in the theater again. It wasn't <laughs> packed or anything, but more people than I've seen in the theater for a while, which is funny because uh, one of the oldest movies I've seen in the theater for a while. <laughs> um, but people clapped, and then these three fucking nerds behind us. Like, what the hell was that? Dude, what do you mean? I mean, when we watched that before, did, was, did, we not, did they not show the extended cut? <sighs> well, no, I think that was just the base film. No wonder it was trash. Uh, trash. I was like, oh my fucking god I feel like they don't think it's trash they just want to let you know that yeah. they know something <laughs> god damn it yeah um, yeah I'd, I'd probably prefer the theatrical version and then, especially for the third one that motherfucker runs on and then especially when you add in Peter Jackson's cut I think it really runs on the one that drags on the most even though it's my favorite is the second one because really yeah, just because, do you remember the ending? I thought it was going to end like five times when I literally remember going, all right, that's the end. And then, like, uh, he puts his hand around Sam. I guess, spoiler, Sam's still alive, Danielle. <laughs> um, 
but I just literally thought I didn't have an issue with that. It's my favorite, but it just felt like the way they're pacing really? it, like it was supposed to end like five times. Uh, the, do, do you remember the third one though? They kind of do that as well. Well, they don't, they they don't think it's the end, but yeah, it may all feel different watching them. Um, but yeah. I, I know that's how I felt at the time for sure. Uh, I think the reason they're promoting that uh, they just released all of them on 4K too. Uh, Box set that makes sense. Yeah, uh, I think you get the Hobbit too with the. Um, I think they're gonna release the Hobbit soon. They already did. I can't remember. I gotcha. Kind of holding out. My mom got me the, the box set Blu-ray, sealed at Goodwill for two bucks, man. Oh, very nice. I know. I'm so happy, but uh, I've been bugging Renee to watch them, but her attention span's terrible, and she fucking hates anything fantasy. So I don't think it's gonna go over well. Yeah, Danielle said she didn't. Said it definitely wasn't bad, but um, she said she. She probably it wasn't completely her thing. I think uh yeah. I think once Golem comes in it'll be more her thing. I was I gonna feel. say I bet she'll love Golem. And I'm not gonna lie, he was my favorite as a kid. Really? Yeah, I used to I used to think I did fucking amazing impressions. I mean I did, but I doubt it. I used to think I fucking nailed his impressions <laughs> and do it all the time. But no, I think he's hilarious. I don't even think he's just like cutesy. I think um like the mind battle goes on to his, him is awesome. <laughs> And uh, then you just got his fucking antics. But yeah, no, I think that will bring her in a lot more. But also, um, those movies are way more action-packed. And that's the weird thing. She actually, that's the thing that loses her attention more is the action. Oh, damn. Not the, like, the drawn-outness. I feel like that, I like it, but that's, if anything, that's what would lose my attention more. Like, okay, come on. Um, but that's all I've been watching besides some, like, random, some game, like, uh, Blue Jackets games and YouTube and whatnot. So let us know what you guys have been watching in the comments, and then we can go into the free games if you want. Yeah. So on Xbox, you have Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb till February 28th on the original Xbox. On 360, you have starting February 16th till February 28th, Lost Planet 2. And on Xbox One, you have Resident Evil and Gears 5 till February 28th. And then... Starting February 16th till March 15th, you have Dendara and or Dendara Trials of Fear Edition. And then on PlayStation Plus, you have Control Ultimate Edition and Concrete Genie till March 1st. And PS5 uh, Destruction All-Stars till April 5th. And then, should we get into the second and last game show of the day? Let's do it. Dude, those, all those games you mentioned are great games. Yeah, they, uh... Killing it this month. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was going over it. Even though they're not all particular games I liked, I can't be like, yeah, it's a shitty game. So, yeah, I think those are all pretty good choices. All right, so this one was submitted by Ryan, like I said. And you guys are welcome to play along. Let us know when you figure it out or if we stumped you. These are created by Ryan's. You ready for your first one? Let's do it. All right. He says, a real-time strategy game released in 2001. I got two guesses. Yeah, two guesses, yep. Are you already going to take one? Yeah. Oh, God. All right. StarCraft. Nope. Fuck. What year was StarCraft? I wonder. The original StarCraft? Mm -hmm. I thought it was a lot older than, well, I guess 2001. That's a long time ago. It's so weird how time does that to us. Yeah, 98. Oh, okay, so it was a little before. 
All right. Two. Explore Earth-like planet named PNF-404. No fucking idea. <laughs> That's why I was laughing when I was reading it. All right. You ready for four then? Yeah. There's five games in the franchise. Five games in the franchise. Real-time strategy. This is a popular game. I feel like you'd yell at me for answering, but yes. Okay. So that's not fucking clue. Okay, keep the next one. All right. Main characters' names are Olimar and Louie. What the fuck? No idea. Keep going. Really? I told him that might be the one to give away. Wait, really? Okay, let me think about it. Real-time strategy. He even had to move him around. That was actually his number three. And he's like, oh, we'll swap that with four then. Next one. All right. Gameplay combines action platformer with puzzles. What? I thought this was a real-time strategy. <laughs> <What> the fuck? <laughs> 2001. I don't know. All right, next one. Yeah. The next release in the series has been in the making for many years. <laughs> I I have an idea, but it's not a real-time strategy. Do you want to wait then? I think these clues might help you a lot, which yeah, is kind yeah. of a clue in itself. Yeah, go ahead. Made by Shigeru Miyamoto. Oh, okay. Um, and that's clue seven. It started in 2001, though, right? Mm-hmm. Pikmin. Is that your guess? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Pikmin. Yeah, duh. Fuck. And then, uh... 2001, then, really? That old? Yeah, because it launched with the GameCube. Oh, uh, okay. That was my first game, that in Luigi Mansion. Fuck, dude. That threw me off for a second, because like, how oh, you can't have that in a real-time strategy. But yeah, that game is totally... Yeah. No, it does sound weird, though. Fuck. That was, so, that was a good one. The uh, next three were Nintendo exclusive. You got a... Miyamoto, that was kind of the same thing, though, right? Yeah. You got to pack up before sunset every day and then play with plant-based... or play with plant hybrid creatures. Yeah, that was a good one, man. That was some good ones there. That, uh... Man, yeah, I was thinking... Abe's Odyssey or something like that. Yeah, I can see that. Is there yeah. really five of them? Yeah, because there's three and then two spinoffs. Oh, like on, on the 3DS. 3DS? Yeah. yeah. Wow, that was that was a good one. Also, I really got a piss. That was uh, uh. So that's six points for you. Three and then doubled, so six points. So look at that. Or even today. Boom. Um. All right, well, any fake outrage? Nope. All right, we're going to do the uh, $50 gift card, but only Ryan and Derek replied, so hopefully neither of you mad. I'm going to split it so we both get something. Aww. So 25 each. I feel like this is the fairest way since there's only two people. I feel like it's kind of weird to do a you get all. So uh, thanks for tuning in again. We'll be here next week. Well, Cody won't. Ryan will be here. The first time a return guest. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's not a complete train wreck this time. <laughs>
<laughs> That's not a train wreck. I'm really fucking enjoying it so far. <laughs> That's how I know it's a train wreck, because I know what you enjoy. <laughs> As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Current Backlog, and you can email any corrections, questions, and feedback to currentbacklogs at gmail.com. Ready to clap us out? Beautiful. <laughs>